When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you arrive during the season, it's not easy. This is quite the welcome in North London. It was a big challenge for me. And it looks like they pinched all three points. This type of situation makes me a bit angry. Surely not another twist. I was a bit scared before the game. Oh, and it's in! It's Harry Kane with the header! Look what it means to the new head coach. We needed to work very hard. Stephen Bergwijn! I don't believe it! They were going home with nothing. They leave with everything. Yes! It was the tough period. Oh, and he's curled it into the top corner. He's done it again! Important three points for us. Lucas Moura! The fight for Champions League football is going to go right to the wire. At the end of the season, one point instead of zero point can change your life. Did you believe top four was possible? Yes. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us. I haven't missed it for the last two months. For a post-match reaction already for Tottenham Hotspur back underway for the 2022-2023 season. First pre-season match out of the way and starting with a win. And I'd like to welcome back the stalwarts of Last Word on Spurs. Some haven't been on for a while. I'd like to have them back alongside us as well. And if you're listening to the show for the first time, you know you can find us. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're across all major audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And thank you so much, as always, for joining us live on YouTube as we review Spurs' first pre-season game of the friendly. Don't worry, it's not a two-hour show coming along. I can see Jason already concerned on the bottom right of my screen. Let's bring him in. Jace, love you back on Last Word on Spurs. What a background you got there. I thought we were doing Gardner's World. <laughs> if it isn't the other one with diamond championships, I better go and get the other backdrop. <laughs> if it's good, not the other one with diamond championships, delighted to have Jason McGovern. How are you, Jason? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Cricket's good, the golf's on tomorrow, Gardner's World's on, and a decent game of football to watch this afternoon. Absolutely. And listen, Spurs back in our lives and back with a win. That's what we all love to see. Joining Jason tonight, back on the show, delighted to have him alongside us. We've got John from the White Rose. John. How are you, mate? Lovely to be back on last one on Spurs. 
Yeah, pleasure to be back on, Rick. It's been a little while. Um, I've had a real kind of spurs 24 hours. I said I was at Enfield last night watching the under-21s. I get into the ground, see a few lads running up and down. I think, who's that? It's only bloody Danny Rose back, on, back in the Spurs kit. Couldn't believe it. See him get done by electricians down the wing. It's like the old days. No, good to see Danny back. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed watching the game today as well. So yeah, really fully back into the Spurs mentality. Loving it. I can't get over this. Jason's trying to get rid of him for six years and he turns up again, Jason. Like, what would you make of that very quickly? Danny Rose can't get rid of him. I can't believe it. Sorry, what's the worst going on here? What is going on here? He's still around, still around, down in our old manor. And yet, and and yet he still looks slimmer than Ndombele. That's the amazing thing. <laughs> we will come on to, uh, obviously, the um, the absentees of this pre-season tour. But before we do, listen, co-host, runner of the crazy train, marathon man, the wonderful Lee McQueen's in the house. Lee, how are you, mate? Love you back on last one of Spurs for another pre-season. Here we go again. I'm loving it. We've got the old crew back together as well, isn't it? It's lovely to be on. And I'm going retro shirts. So uh, unlike the others, uh, Jason's been gallivanting around and John's been all over the place, Tottenham 24 at last 24 hours. I've been looking through my old stuff. And weirdly enough, um, it was inspired actually by a tweet that Peter Rainey put out with his football shirt collection earlier in the week. So I thought, oh, I think I've got an old school shirt. So... I found this, which I'm affectionately calling the Bunjacevic, because I think he was the sort of geezer that used to wear the Bunjacevic. So, I don't know, first player that you lot think of, put it in the comments. When you see this shirt, first player that you think of. Um, unfortunately for me, mine was Bunjacevic. So, here you go, Lee, John. You think Lee, about? guess who I've got on the back of that shirt? I've got the same shirt. I've got the one and only Stefan Delmat. Six <laughs> appearances on loan. I watched him destroy Birmingham City, beg my dad to take me down the club shop. 85 quid, down at 11, and then he was sent back. He, went, he went back, didn't he? He'd he gone back. back. Yeah, cancelled the loan. But, right, well, Jason, what about you? Who do you think of when you see this shirt? There's a few la- great players at Water shirt, actually. Raziak. <laughs> Go on, crackers. <laughs> I was, I was going to say it's probably uh, Robbie Keane that I think Keen, of huh? most. Yeah, it's coming yeah. in comments. Although Stephen says Lee's yeah, giving me nightmares of Raziak with that shirt. So, uh, <laughs> boy, boy, it rings a bell. Yeah, right. There is Toda and Asimovic and people like that as well. <laughs> There's a few dodgies. That shirt had that great stretch material to it. And the one we're all oh, forgetting great. about is Mabuzela. Remember him away at Leicester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he the old stretch, for Leicester. Away, for Leicester. I didn't yeah, see Leicester like away. Yeah, yeah. I never knew material could go that far. It's a, it's that a great stretch. Legend. Gets yeah, around my guns, great. mate. Gets around my guns. <laughs> Oh, dear. I must say, we've also got loads of listener questions that you guys very kindly sent us in after the game, so we're going to cover those off. But, um, Joe, before we do start the show, just a reminder that we are delighted to be sponsored by the Beaver Town Corner Pin. That is the Beaver Town Bang opposite your South Stand. Uh, we have hopefully got some content coming your way before the start of the season. We're trying to tee up, I think, as you guys have been mentioning, a potentially a live show coming your way at some point early during the season. And at no doubt, again, we'll be trying to make that happen. They've got an exclusive at the moment for you, lovely bunch. If you head over to beavertown.co.uk and use the code TOP4, that is all one word. You can scream it down Arsenal fans' throat. You can bag yourself 15% off all beer on their website for a limited time. Terms and conditions do apply. Go and check out. We do love a bit of Beaver Town. I know Lee loves the neck oils. Even the Laser Crush has been giving a show in Lee in the last few months, right? They, they have, and they've just brought out a few uh, lovely new uh, hazy palau. Uh, it's come out like a, not a nice hazy version. Um, and uh, yeah, they've come out with some new ones, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to try a few of them in the summer. Mm, absolutely. Right, guys, let's get straight into it. Spurs' first win. Of the preseason, first one up, first one down. Jay six three, 
probably one of the most entertaining friendlies you're ever likely to see. Nine goal thriller. Maybe I'm really building this up. What did you make of that performance, Jace, against the and team K League? And everything, didn't it? It was, uh, it was hugely entertaining to watch. We saw some fantastic goals. Eric Dyer's goal was uh, was an absolute beauty. I thought uh, they got. I mean, their header right in the stroke of half time was a was a terrific header. They scored good goals. Um, there were some real moments of comedy play from both teams. Um, lots of goals. Good to see Sonny get the, the reset. I mean, the noise levels when the ball was anywhere near Sonny just, you know, goes up and it, it backs up what I've said about the, the popularity of him out there. But good to see Kane. Good to see Kane rifle one in from 25 yards. Great to see him score with a free kick, which means he'll be taking them for the next nine years now. But uh, no, it was all good. Uh, Disappointed with conceding three, but overall it was, you know, it was a friendly, it was uh, more like a festival game and uh, I think the crowd had a fantastic bit of entertainment. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We're going to get straight into it, just conscious it is only pre-season. Uh, we won't do a full two-hour review on this as much as Jason really wants this and Lee is gagging for it. Uh, John, in terms of team news going into this game, uh, probably maybe someone might surprise. We saw Brandon Austin given the opportunity in goal uh, with Christian Romero, Eric Dyer, Davison Sanchez making up that back line ahead of him. We had, obviously, Spurs' new Brazilian up front in Richarlison, who was given a start in a front three with Brian Hill, Lucas Moura. And it was lovely to have a welcome return for Oliver Skip from injury who partnered Rodrigo Benson Curry midfield. John, I suppose at this moment, it's kind of difficult to really take much from a first eleven. But do you like what Conte did there in terms of the mix and match a little bit, giving obviously some fringe players an opportunity as well as some of obviously our first team stars? Yeah, it was great for the likes of Brian Hill to get in there and come back after his loan and have some confidence, you know, and be part of a, a starting eleven. I thought he played very, very well. And then you have the midfield too that we've all wanted to see for such a long time in Ollie Skip with Benton Cool. And I thought Skip was brilliant. You know, he didn't look like that injury had held him back at all. Back to his tenacious self, charging around and, and Benton Cool too. I mean, from minute one, he wasn't treating it as a friendly. He was getting us on the front foot, highly aggressive in the tackle, the exact mould of midfielders that Conte loved in those powerful units of a midfield. And we've now got four of them, and that's the luxury we're going to have this season that are all of a very similar level. So, yeah, really excited from, from the lineup. Um, and, and Richarlison, great to see him. You know, in other years, Tottenham fans have waited sometimes a long time to see players given a start to settle in. But certainly this time, Conte's just thrown him straight in there. Number nine shirt. He looked very up for it. He was unlucky not to score in the first half. That kind of trident from Brazil with him, Lucas and Emerson were all making things happen and very, very involved. Um, so, yeah, just, just really pleased with, with, with the minutes given to, around the squad. My only disappointment from today was something Tottenham couldn't help themselves. And that was the, obviously we've heard uh, after the game about... Uh, Bissouma and Forster being out with COVID. It's going to be disappointing to miss them, not just today, but yep. also for the, the game against uh, Sevilla. Uh, and then also they're going to have to fly home separately, which is disappointing because a lot of fans were looking to see those guys. I was hoped they're fine with it and kind of asymptomatic and uh, we can get them back in the procedure as soon as possible in process of getting fit for the season. Yeah, absolutely. We must just say that. Uh, I think we send all of our best wishes to Eve Bissouma, Fraser Forster, missing out from today. And I think, like I said there, John, I think they're being isolated right from the rest of the group. So we'll just have to keep an eye and see how that goes. Because I think, again, these guys, we're going to want to give them minutes in pre-season 100%. Um, I, was gonna, just, I was just, was just going to say, I, I don't think anyone will miss Fraser Foster by the impression he made on the plane, talking about Doherty's goatee. It's like uh, <laughs> everyone looked at him and said, whoa, and the way Eric Dyer said, nice to see he's settling in, isn't it? Yeah, what a way, so, literally, uh, yeah. Straight everyone in. looked at him and said, oh, that's a bit harsh. So... Uh, <laughs> Strange one. 
Yeah, wait and see. Listen, I'm sure Conte will be keen to give well, listen, Basuma, you think he's going to come into that first 11, you would imagine. So, want to see him get minutes. Uh, most importantly, as well, must mention uh, Decky. He did miss training on Tuesday after pulling out during a Monday evening session. Uh, from what we understand, it looks like a bit of a calf issue, but he was part of the match day squad today. Um, again, hopeful you might see him potentially against Seville. Again, one we'll keep an eye on. But, um, I mean, listen, that first 11, Red, coming over to you, Lee, we had uh, Austin, Romero, Dyer, Sanchez, Emerson, Skip, Bentoncourt, Sessignon, Lucas, Richarlison, Brian Hill. <laughs> so weird reading 11s again. It's like we've not even had a break. We're straight back into it again, pre-season. Um, do you know lovely to start of the game? How much love was Conte getting from that crowd? I mean, every time the screen panned to him, the fans were going absolutely wild. I mean, Conte very much loved Brilliant. over in South Korea like Sonny, right? He started giving some of that, didn't he, to the camera and the crowd was going mad. I, I mean, I echo what the boys said. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the uh, I thought the atmosphere was outstanding. Proper, proper fans. You know, you, you won't you won't get them mo you won't get them moaning about uh, misplaced passes. Um, all, all you'll be worrying about is uh, um, you know who's on camera and when, as you say, when Sonny came on, when Conte came on, Kane. Um, you know, they absolutely loved it. But uh, I must give a couple of shouts out, if I, if I may, Rick. So, sorry to give that some shouts out. So, uh, Angela, you know who you are. Um, very, very good um, long work friend from uh, from back in the day with me. Her um, nephew made his debut today in goal, Brandon Austin. So, uh, oh, absolutely okay. fantastic to, to see him um, in goal today. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not as uh, good on the youngsters as John. I'm sure we'll go into that a little bit more. But I thought uh, loads of comments going on with uh, with Harvey White as well, how well he come on played. Um, and uh, I thought the game had everything, as you said, I had a red card, didn't it? I had a penalty, had goals at either end, had calamitous defending, uh, had some fantastic uh, um, defending as well, and uh, from from both sides, I thought it was a brilliant header that they scored um, to, to get their equaliser. Um, even though I did wonder why Davison Sanchez is going with his foot there. He's got to put his head in there, surely. But, yeah, it may be being ultra-critical. But, uh, yeah, uh, Eric Dyer's goal was... Uh, it wasn't just a finish, which was, by the way, bloody world-class. Even mm. even H said it on his Instagram, right? But yep. it was the way he came out and commanded it from the back and almost, was it a 1-2 or 1-2-3, whatever you want to call it, and then got the ball back and hit it. Uh, it was brilliant. Top bins. So yeah, for a very very good workout, and um, again, a lot a lot of the people in the comments are saying this as well. So thank you, um, li listeners as well, just to give you the heads up that they're, they're talking about the beasting that the boys took. What was it yesterday or the day before? I'm getting confused. Like that absolute beasting they took in training, which we all saw. Which again, I I was absolutely fascinated by it, lads, uh, listeners and viewers, because I just. I think we said, uh, I think Alistair Gold wrote an article a couple of months back or a month or so ago saying, oh, you know, Conte wants his players in early, la, 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 get the pre-season, it's going to be grueling. We did a bit of a, a theme, I think, when when you was on holiday, Rick, and uh, I, I hosted, and we did a bit of a section on it um, uh, around how the pre-season grueling kind of techniques and training would work. And, well, we all saw it with our own eyeballs, didn't we? It was um, It was absolutely fascinating to watch, to see who comes in and, Came vomiting from the from the side of the pitch and stuff. It's just brilliant because you know, by the time the Premier League comes around, they are going to be absolutely at it, and it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, it's mad. We're taking so much pleasure in seeing these players. Being I know, I know. It's all yeah. brilliant. Like you're thinking, you know, it's like it was a giant bleep test, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Like the Marine, is he called the Marine? Isn't he? 
Uh, he's yeah. had them properly going. It was like a giant bleep test. I'm thinking, blimey. The only one out of our WhatsApp group could, put, could probably complete that. It's probably Jamie. Jamie could probably complete it, couldn't he? Do you know what I mean? I'll be I'll be done after about five five uh, attempts, I think. And I think today, I think today, I thought maybe Kulazewski knew what was coming and thought, I've done these before. I know what. I'll have a I'll have a calf strain. Yeah, he's a little calf strain. Yeah. If you, if you listen to Conti, he said more or less that those who haven't done that drill yet will do it when they get back to London anyway. So there's there's no missing here. That's for sure. I just think it's totally. incredible when you when you see the energy levels out of the boys. I mean, the thing is, we know that probably by the start of the season, if we're going to train like that, we are going to be the fittest team in the league. There's no doubt about that. And this is where you get late goals from. We signed to Pochettino as well in terms of the way we trained. I thought what was interesting when we started that game was um, we saw Richarlison go on a run. Ball broke to Emerson, and bless him, he hasn't uh, lost his touch as the Emerson Royale in the in the six yard box. I mean, the beef for overall. Um, Romero didn't look impressed at all by the miss. But, I mean, boys, we recruit on Emerson on the overall performance. Because, uh, again, because of the nature of the game, we're not going to go too in-depth on it. Um, John, what have you made about the speculation of Emerson in the summer based on that performance today? Do you, do you have confidence that he can be part of this squad moving forward? Or do you think it would be one that you'd be looking to move on, depending on how the rest of the window kind of formulates and pans out? Yeah, I think if we get our first choice right wing back, I think it's commonly known that that's Jed Spence. Um, I would probably look to move Emerson on. It's quite harsh. But basically, it comes down to homegrown regulations. Though as he counts as homegrown in the Premier League, um, Emerson doesn't. It's as simple as that. We need to balance the squad. And I think you can still recoup some decent money on Emerson, 23-year-old Brazilian international, um, who did very well in La Liga. And actually, as I said, it's harsh because the back end of last season, I thought he was actually very good for Tottenham and played a key role in us finishing in the top four. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to judge too much on today. Actually, worse than that miss was a mental back pass he did that went out for a corner. I don't know if you remember, yeah. he picked it up on about the halfway line and just launched it backwards. And Austin ended up in the advertising audience. How's that for a debut? And um, yeah, so, so that was even worse than, than the miss. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's slightly harsh, but I'd probably move rule one if we managed to secure our first choice right wing back. Yeah, I mean, Adam puts in a question here. Adam Pierce says, why do people freak out when players look so rusty during the first preseason game? I do love that. I do love that. And Josh also comes in. Josh the boring git says, can the Premier League adopt the K-League style player shout-outs by the announcer every time a player does something of minor significance? So in that first, I think, five or six minutes, uh, you had Lucas Moura's name being read over on the Tanover. You had Romero too. These players are just touching the ball. It just it wasn't much going on, but they were getting a name announcement, Jace. Would you like to see that in a Premier League format? No, I don't want any commentary. I don't want any commentary at all. I don't want goal music or anything. Just let fans get on with it and have, have atmosphere that way. It was a, it was a really, really interesting uh, showcase, wasn't it, in terms of a game? Uh, but we talked about Eric Dyer. Let's come over to you, Lee, because you've uh, heard about that finish. It was actually was a great run from him from the halfway line, smashed the ball into the top corner, actually captain Spurs in that first half today. I mean, he looks like he's absolutely relishing playing on the Conte. And I think, like I said, there's a real desire inside of him to get that England place back under Gareth Southgate. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I say, I mean, I think the finish was excellent. I think that um, he just looked really assured today. You know, when when you look at some of the players, like a bit rusty, as you just said, and it's pre-season, it's all about getting minutes in the legs. It's all about that training aspect. The, the season doesn't start today. It starts in a month's time or three, three and a half weeks' time or whatever it is. And that's when you need to be up to, to, to you know, to full throttle. But there's, there's no doubt that he's, you know, that he's kept himself in really good shape across the across the summer, across the break. He's an intelligent guy. And I think that's, I think that's um, important because, you know, he 
Conte will talk about it so much before in the past, so forgive me, but Conte plays in, in NFL playbook style. So the amount of different plays that they've got at any one time, tactical analysis and understanding where to put the ball and how to ping it and what and and he's got a really good footballing brain, in my opinion, uh, Eric. So to be able to pick that up, that's why I think that he's been able to be one of these players that have improved so much. It was only probably what last summer that most people watching and listening and, and and probably including us, well, definitely you, Rick, um, that would be getting rid of him. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Getting rid of him. And 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 now uh, let's be let's not go overboard, right? He's not, you know, he's not he's not a Virgil van Dyke, but but he is definitely, definitely assured in that back free system. And we'd miss him if he wasn't there. That that is that is for sure. I mean, some of the passing he did today was was excellent as well. Like the, you know, the longer ball passing. It'd be very interesting to see, and I know we're gonna come on to him how uh long long lay. Or you know, Lenglet, uh, however you want to say it's Longley, right? Um, it'd be very interesting to see what, what how he comes in and how he deputises, or if he becomes the number one uh, left-sided centre back, um, or if he comes in to deputise for Eric Dar because his ball, his passing range is is also outrageous. So very, very interesting what Conte and Paratici are building at Tottenham, and it's hugely exciting. And I'm really pleased for Eric because. I know he's not essentially one of our own, but when we purchased him for, what, three million, he made his debut, didn't he, against West Ham, scored that 92nd-minute winner under Poch. We we heard rumours that season, that that pre-season, actually, that he was playing as a central midfielder um, in training. And was, I, remember, I remember thinking, what, what? I thought he was a defender. He actually played right back that day. <laughs> so he couldn't make it up. Classic Tottenham, isn't it? Um, buy him as a centre-back, play, uh, train him as a midfielder, and then he plays right back. Uh, obviously scored the winner, and but I do look as I know you, John is some bizarre, and Jason is it some bizarre rule that he's not homegrown or whatever because of you know he's in Portugal or whatever. But I do look yeah. at him as as almost one of our own. Does that make sense to to, to everybody? So yeah, I'm really pleased. Is. I'm really pleased with him. I, I only ever want players to do well. Now, if if you know if Chunga and Dembele come back and he was just amazing, fantastic. Like that's that's all that. we, we want. want that, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so so fair play to him. Um, he is uh, he's done really really well, and uh, I'm all for that. I, I just think of that if you if you look at our back three, and then the the players that we've got to deputise that or whatever it might be, however you want to say it, you know, everyone's got their own opinion on who wants to start. But to have five or six centre backs that you wouldn't worry about who comes in would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, I am. Cheers, Jamie. I've, I've butchered their names. That's what that's what we both do. Me in Brazil, we both we both butchered people's names. Jason, <laughs> uh, because he's one of the listener questions. I know we just really touched up on Emerson Royale there already, but um, this is from Jamie Soper. Uh, Jamie, who's put a, <laughs> he can't make this up at that time. It is Jamie's comment. Loving the backdrops. Show about John's backdrop. In terms of a hostage video, which I don't, which I don't think is the case. I can say John is enjoying this. It's not a hostage situation. John, you want to confirm that very quickly? Ricky, I'm alive, safe and well. And John, John, have you nicked my tree? <laughs> have you nicked my tree? Perfect tree, that is, mate. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Jamie puts in a question in. Uh, Jace, you could take this one. He says, do you think we, if we go, in, go into next season with Royale as our first choice? Well, do you think we can go into next season with Royale as our first choice right wing back? Or should we invest a chunk of the money or a mark or chunk of the money into a marquee pair for that position. I know obviously Jed Spence is the one being heavily linked. 
Would that satisfy your confidence going to next season, Jace? No. Jed Spencer and Epson Royale? Or Jed Spencer Whoever it is, I think you want a specialist, somebody at wing-back that, that really specialises in the job. And I'm, I'm not so sure Emerson Royale is a, is a wing-back specialist. Uh, if he's there, so be it. It's, it's a little bit frustrating that the Jed Spence deal is, is taking as long as it is because, you know, you really think a championship club, a Champions League club, you know, if we're arguing over a couple of million here or there, that's that's frustrating. And, um, and we understand that Jed Spence hasn't gone on Middlesbrough's pre-season tour. So it's, it's obvious that deal will happen, but it's frustrating that that one is taking so long. And... And in fairness to Tottenham, you know, they've sorted five out. So maybe it is Middlesbrough that are just haggling and haggling and haggling for the sake of it. But no, I, I, I still feel comfortable with a genuine wing-back. And if it's not Spence, then it's somebody else. Jace, but I, don't think, just... I, I, I wouldn't wait until the end for Jed Spence. I think there comes a stage where you think that it's time to move on and, and, and you bring somebody... Jed Spence is not the world's best right wing-back at the moment. He's a bloke that's never kicked a ball in the Premier League. So at some stage, you think, do you know what? We move on from this and we try something else. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. John, John, right, I think I, he needs an element of coaching there. John, what do you reckon? We'll come on to Leo. Just on the Jed Spence deal, I think it's really interesting that we saw that report set, uh, linking us or, or making it known that Tottenham had this buyback on Carl Walker-Peters. Now, to me, if there is ever a rumour where the club has said to a journo, put this out there for us as a kind of a favour, that does go on 100%. Yeah. Um, that was that. that. That was to encourage the Jed Spence deal. Tottenham got no interest in bringing Carl Walker Baker Peters back, especially at 30 million. Um, to me, I, th- I think they're all in on Jed Spence, and I think Middlesbrough just playing, you know, difficult with Levy. I don't know what the previous relationships like between Gibson and, and Levy, but they know that Tottenham want to play. Other players made it clear he only wants to come to Tottenham, so Middlesbrough are doing all they can to get as much money as, as possible. Uh, hopefully, you know, I saw Troy Parrott linked with Borough today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the type of thing that suddenly smooths away, doesn't it? Well, you want our player and we, we come to an agreement over a couple of million quid and that with a loan player and things like this. And hopefully that type of thing gets done. That'd well, be a good move I, for Parrot as well. That'd be a really I good think, move, I think, for him. Go on, I think it might be. I, I just had a, a slightly different take on the Jed Spence thing. I completely agree with you, John, about um, Carl Walker-Peters. That is absolutely a gimme. Right? I'll throw, throw that in the, in the ring a million percent. But... I wonder whether or not Conte isn't sure about getting rid of Doherty and Emerson. And and I'm I'm thinking to myself, do you know what? Maybe, like you just said, Jace, right? To be fair to Spurs, they've got five in the door. If they wanted him, they'd have got him in the door. And I'm just wondering whether Mm. or not, a little bit like Man City with the Harry Kane scenario last year, it was like, well, you know, we will have him for like, 100 million or whatever, but we're not going to go and smash the, you know, I'm not going to go and put in a big, big ass offer to actually sign him. And I'm just wondering whether or not Conte's thinking, let me have a look at these two boys, see how they get on in pre-season in the, on the tour and, and, and we'll see how we go. And it's almost like a take it or leave it because, the, the, again, they're rumours, right? But the reports are, you know, from, from some really excellent journalists out there, that Atletico Madrid have offered, a lo- I know it's a loan, but they've offered a loan option for Emerson Royale. So you would think, hang on, if you've got an out for Emerson Royale to go to Atletico and you really want Jed Spence, you could have had an extra one million or two million, whatever they're haggling over. And he could be out there now training and puking on the side of the pitch. And I just think that they've they've missed well, do you know what I mean? I think they've missed a trick if they really wanted him. So I'm just wondering whether or not Conte's happy with the two that he's got. 
Uh, do you know what? I mean, the thing is, like you just said earlier, if they were, if they were desperate, if he wasn't interested in either of them, and that's a bit of a dodgy thing. This, I mean, in terms of leaving them at home, we've obviously seen that he's not taking Ndombele, he's not taking Lacelso. Regular looks like he's in talks potentially, or his advisors are in talks with Seville. So you would think by the fact they've come here, it's because Conte has a genuine desire to see what they're going to be like in on well in, in pre-season because yeah, they're not going to play. I mean, yeah, why else I, would you bring them, right? If there's any no, doubt no, about I, their future. I, I think for sure. I mean, if they didn't, if he didn't take one of them, then it'd, it'd have been short as a right wing back, wouldn't he? So he needs at least two. But I suppose the point I'm making is that mm. we could have, if he didn't really want to have a look at them and he really wanted Jed Spence, they would have got him in before the trip. I think yep. Longley's slightly different, as Jace just said, but we were talking in agreement, weren't we, me, John and Jace, about the whole visa thing. It's a little bit embarrassing, isn't it? Like, if you know, if, if the fact is that he hasn't gone because he couldn't get a visa to get into the country, or, or I don't know if it was a work permit visa. I don't know. He's French, right? So maybe we're not in the EU anymore. Maybe he needs a work permit. I don't know. But I, I read that it was a visa issue for South Korea. And if that's the case... Again, that seems like a little bit of a, you know, a detail that the way Spurs have operated so far, you would have thought that detail would have been worked out. Does that make sense, lads? Absolutely. Yeah, totally I mean? agree. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've got five in already um, and we're early July. I think the club would have been disappointed that they wouldn't have had Longley on this trip. I think 100% Conte wants to work with these players as early as possible. And we're sitting there early and joking about the... Uh, the training regime, the brutal training regime they were put through in the early days. I, I would imagine Conte would have wanted every single player to have gone through that in terms of those players that he sees as being part of his plans for the upcoming season. So, I mean, again, it's interesting because a comment, another question that came in here today was from Aussie Spur TV, and he said more of playing at right wing back today. Do you think that's a trial or is that just covering for the game? You're shaking your head there, all shaking your head, boys. You don't think so, Jace? No? No, I think it's just covering for the game because, you know, I think ideally wanting everyone to get 45 minutes and then with Basuma missing, with Kulazewski being unable to play, he just had to kind of, I mean, John will know that, Harvey White isn't a left wing back either, but it was just a case of putting bodies out there in positions. I don't think you want to look too much into the position of, of players and such today, not at all. Also must be uh, interesting to, well, I must also state this out. Matt Doherty, we touched upon the right wing back uh, area. Today, uh, he played out on the left wing and then he did switch to the right later on. So again, uh, Conte using the flexibility of him being able to play a couple of different positions. But I think we all agree with Matt that um, we did see his quality last season when they thankfully moved him over to the right. There's no doubt about that. And I just, I've said it before, and again, I will say that I think for me, uh, going into next season, if Spurs do get Spence over the line, I agree with all you boys. I think if we wanted him, we would have got him by now. I still have, for me, think in the squad, I think that will be our weakest area, would be that right wing-back slot. Currently. Against... Currently, currently, yes, currently. currently. Unless we go out and spend on a marquee player. I think, as I've said with Spence, if Conte wants him, I'm behind him, but there's going to need to be a lot of coaching there. As I keep on reiterating, my concern is Bayern Munich on a Wednesday, Chelsea on a Sunday. That's a big turnaround for that area mm. of the squad. So, Let's let's see what happens. At least we're playing on a Thursday, Rick. Do you know what I mean? No, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play on Thursdays these days. Listen, I should be exactly at this. I can even discuss it over after a comment like that. Um, boys, let's touch just upon... I just want to just want to call out Sof uh, Sof in in the comments because um, that they're they're writing some uh, some some comments on there as well. So make make some good points, but you know, uh, cheer up. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like we just made five signings before we've even started. Um, and we're saying that we're going to scrap for fourth place. You know, you're talking about we've still we've got Ben Davis and Chelsea signing Nathan Ake. 
Uh, well, I, I think that Ben Davis is better than Nathan Ake. Per person is a left centre back. Um, the season he's just had has been absolutely outstanding. The way he's playing for Wales has been absolutely outstanding. So, you know, there's, there's no guarantees. Look, Chelsea signing some of them players that they're signing, of course, they're going to, they're, they're, they're strengthening. But what we've done is strengthened in the right places, in the right areas. Um, and I still think that we need a couple, like for sure. So I, I agree, like I say, you, you've made some good points. But, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, that we're going to be scrapping for fourth. I think, you know, with this team under under Conte steward, stewardship, I think is a lot further up the uh, up the league than that, to be fair. I don't know what you guys think, but make some I, I good points. I, I don't think Conte will be here if he's scraping for fourth. No I don't, think, just made, I don't, I don't fourth. think they've just made five signings. If making five signings is scraping for fourth, if I personally think, I think he's looking at the bigger picture. I genuinely think, I think Conte wants to win the league. Whether that's doable is another question, but that's what I think he wants to do, Jason. I think I think also, too, the comment there about, you know, the, the K-League players were sitting our players down, and yes, they were. But as far as I know, we won't be playing in, uh, in something like 85% humidity in uh, 36 degrees of heat in the middle of a monsoon too often on a Champions League night. So, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, to sit people down when you're playing in those conditions. And, and that's two days after 42 laps of the pitch and things like that. You know, make some allowance for, for the training that went on Monday and the conditions that they were playing the game in before you, you, you just say that. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a long way. We didn't see anyone sit down session on all last, last season, did we, in the Premier League? So why just because one K-League player does it in the middle of a monsoon, do we suddenly go into a panic and think every, oh, our defenders are only ever going to be sat down? It's That's a silly comment. Yeah, J- Jake, just as well, I think we have to remember that the K-League players were in the midway point of their season. Yeah, For us, we had a, 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 week back, a week back. It's, it's totally different. It doesn't matter what level you play at. Being in the rhythm of playing week in, week out, compared to some people that have done a long flight jet lag, 42 laps the day before, is a different world. We still got the job done. We still won 6-3. So let's have a bit of grit. And just on another point there, you know, about, about signings and Chelsea doing this, Chelsea doing that, there's no guarantee when you make big money signings. Surely we all know that by now. You know, Chelsea signed Lukaku, that some of people last packed him off straight away. There's no guarantee when you spend money that it's a success. So and whatever Ch- we think about Koulibaly or Ake, who's already failed once at Chelsea before, there's no guarantee they come in and do as good a job as Rudiger did, who for me was the best defender in the Premier League last season. They've lost for nothing. For Christensen, who's been there for a number of years, they haven't actually improved the squad. They've just replaced players that have gone with no guarantee of success that they're better than what they had before. No, absolutely. And, and that's exactly right. You know, yes, Chelsea look like they might sign Ake, but they've lost Rudiger. They've lost Christensen. They may well lose Azpilicueta. It's, you know, it, it, they haven't signed Ake in addition to everyone they've got. You know, people are going mad. Oh, they're bringing this in. But they'll lose Ziyech. They've lost Lukaku. It's, it's an entirely different scenario. Mm. What we will do is very quickly, we'll just go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. Take into break, you're going to hear from Antonio Conte, who gives you his post-match reaction from today's 6-3 win against the Team K-League. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Antonio, well done. And for the, just at the first pre-season game against Team K-League. And they provided a, a, a decent test for us, didn't they? Ended 6-3. Yeah, I, was, I think you've probably got a bit of everything there tonight, haven't you? Yeah, I, th- I think it, uh, it, was, uh, it was funny for... Uh, for the people, no, and uh, to to play in front of sixty-four thousand people and uh, is amazing, and uh, for sure uh, this gave us a lot of uh, exciting. Yeah, but the first game and uh, yeah, I have uh, I have seen good positive things, other situation that we can improve, but. Uh, uh, we, are, we are starting the season, uh, and for sure also the, the level uh, physically no, of the player uh, is, not, uh, is not so high in this moment, and we have to try to work, and then at the same time to, uh, to get uh, uh, minutes uh, in uh, all the players of the squad. You had someone, oh, like, for instance, Skippy, hasn't played since January, yeah. came back tonight, he looked great, didn't he? Yeah, that must please you. Matt Doherty's come back from injury. It's things like that that you're lo- you're looking for, aren't you? Yeah, but uh, for example, these two players uh, uh, they missed a lot last season, no? And uh, uh, now they, they are working. They're working uh, to to, imp- to improve the especially the physical condition because they need to work to work a lot and then to find the right uh, tempo, right rhythm during the game. Skippy played a good first half, but I know that he can do much better. It's the same with Matthew. Matthew maybe is a bit a bit behind than than the Skippy, but we are talking to players that they have to recover and to be fit for the start of the season. Richarlison made his debut. Looked hungry, didn't he? He always looks hungry, doesn't he? Yeah, but was was impressive his attitude. His, yeah. Uh, his will, his desire, uh, and uh, I like it uh, in uh, both uh, roles, like number nine, but then also in, uh, in the second half, like number ten, he showed the great spirit to sac- sacrifice for, for, for the team, and uh, um, yeah, and, uh, a, good, a good performance uh, uh, for him. Now, I don't think I've ever seen Harry Kane give up a penalty, and he let Sonny take it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was great, uh, a great, a great gesture, you know, and uh, from from uh, Harry and uh, to leave the penalty to Son. Sonny also is good to uh, to kick penalty, but you know very well that our uh, uh, the players to kick the penalty is uh, is Harry. And uh, but Sonny showed that uh, in the situation that uh, Harry, for uh, one reason, uh, is uh, is is out and uh, is ready to to kick the penalty and to, to Are you happy with where we are at the moment in, in pre-season? With, yeah? Uh, yeah, I know, I know that uh, uh, we need, we need to, to improve because after one month it's normal, especially last season, that we finished the season uh, uh, to push, not to push ourselves and to reach the top four. 
then uh, the, the players uh, then uh, they, they had one 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 month to to relax uh, to enjoy no the holiday but for sure now is a bit difficult for them to to restart but uh, we are working we are working and we try to uh, um, to match no the these two situations uh, to work with the generation but at the same time to put uh, into the game what we are uh, we are trying uh, in uh, training it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin so go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For our watch audience on YouTube, there's nearly 700 of you plus watching us live. So thank you so much as always for all of your incredible support as we are back already uh, reviewing a pre-season friendly, getting into it as we go here. And again, thank you so much for all the love, all the support as always for last word on Spurs. James, you got a shout there for Prime Minister. He speaks the truth. I think the way it's going, you might even you might get in the way it is going in the UK over here. Don't don't mark anything as a as a non-goer the way things are going over here in terms of the UK. Um, let's talk about the equaliser, boys. Bit of a bit of a messy one for being honest with you, uh, John. Let's start with you. Um, Gui Sung Cho, and I've probably lightly absolutely battered that guy's name. So thankfully for his sake and for our sake, I think that's one we probably won't be signing this summer. So that's one I won't have to learn in terms of a name. He got right in between uh, Dyer and Sanchez to level the score before half time. I think John at the time, he said, what a cracking header. Uh, it was a really, really good header. But again, maybe another example of Sanchez looking to try and clear his foot when it should have been his head. Are we going to judge it too much, John? Or is it just simply pre-season, get these mistakes out of the system? Yeah, I think it is pre-season. And as we said, look, long flight, players tired, etc. And actually, I thought Sanchez was very fortunate not to give a penalty away a few moments before that. To me, that was a stonewall penalty that we sort of escaped. And actually, I think the ref was very much in our favour throughout the game today. Absolutely. Uh, I thought the K-League boys were quite unlucky with a few things. Um, but yeah, that, you, know, you know, that was just, I just thought it was a really good header, actually, the way it was planted in pace and power. Proper old school centre forwards header, and I, I thought all the K League goals today were actually uh, pretty good, apart from the, the free kick. Maybe Norris could have done a bit better with, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to go too harsh on that. I think it's just first game of pre-season; these things happen. As I said, we went there, we got the job done. Uh, we won six three. I think we can just leave it as that. Mm, no, that's cool. I mean, um, as we said about Sanchez, you know, a player that did perform really well towards the backstage of the season. Lee, are you the same as John? Are you prepared to kind of write it off in terms of pre-season? It's about giving players minutes or do we look into it any more sinisterly that he's been here for five, six seasons and there's a reason why he's a backup to the likes of Romero, Davis? I don't think there's anything nice. sinister about it, to be fair. Um, look, I think I think him as a left centre-back is is an absolute joke, if if I'm brutally honest. like I'm not just talking about today, I'm talking about you ever. Mean right? in it or you actually mean putting him there? Like, he, he should not be a left centre-back. Um, Davison uh, Sanchez should not play in the left centre-back position ever. 
in my opinion. But I think as a deputy to Romero, i.e. on the right side of the three, I think he's uh, I think he's more than capable, more than capable. So no, I actually think he's good. I think he's a good player uh, to come in um, as a as an understudy uh, for for Romero on the right side, but definitely not on the left side. So yeah, I mean, do we need to upgrade him? I think that. The homegrown issue, like I don't know much about it. John and uh, and Jason know a lot more about that sort of stuff than me. But like with the whole Tanganga situation, again, I wouldn't be playing Tanganga as a left centre back um, or a centre centre back either. He'd be playing on the right. So for me, you have got Romero, Sanchez, and Tanganga in uh, vying for one position, uh, and you have got them them three players. Um, so I, I don't see us going to sign another centre back and then keeping them two as well. But I, I do think that we do need to sign another centre-back. And although I, was, I wasn't calling Soft out, but when I was ch- chatting about Soft before about, you know, Davis and that sort of stuff, I wouldn't personally want to sign Nathan Ake to replace Ben Davis, personally. But I would love, absolutely love to sign Bastoni. And I think they, that that is the difference. Like for me, if we, sign, if we signed a, a left-sided centre-back, and this is not because Davis is poor, it's because Bastoni is, you know, a title winner and Davis isn't. And, you know, we talk about winners and that sort of stuff. I think that if we had the likes of a Bastoni um, in, in our side as a left centre-back, li- linking up with uh, Perisic, um, linking up with Conte, um, alongside the likes of Eric Dye and, and, and Romero, I, I, f- I, think we, that, I think that's a title, potential title-winning defence. That's what I think. So I do think that we need to improve our defence. So uh, a lot of points being made in the comments that, you know, you know we need to improve. I, I agree. I think we still need to get a centre-back in. But for me, it will be a specialist a left-sided centre-back um, rather than somebody on that right side. Because I don't I don't think, other than Ben Davis, this is, uh, obviously we haven't spoken about Longlet and, and we don't know uh, Longley, we don't know what he's going to do. But other than Ben Davis at the moment, there's no one else that can play that left-sided centre-back um, at, at the moment, unless, of course, he has brought in Longley to do that. Because there's been reports, hasn't there, that he's brought Longley in to deputise for Eric Dyer. Mm. So that would mean Roden's got to go, Tanganga, Tanganga or Sanchez. Like yeah. Two out of them three, you would have thought, John, what do you think that's going to move on, though? Yeah, there's a bit of recency bias with this as well, because obviously, look, Sanchez was poor today. Let's not make excuses about that. But let's remember that when Romero got injured before Arsenal, three games to go back end of last season, who stepped in? Big Davidson Sanchez. What did we do? Nine points, three clean sheets. He stepped totally. in seamlessly. Yeah. Right? Oh, he absolutely he stood up for the shirt and played a big part with those performances in getting us over the line and getting us in the top four. There was no panic in the defence. There was no anxiety. It was just straight in there. Good performances. Um, and I think he's proven that he, he can be relied on as a backup. I'm not asking for him to start, but as a backup, I think he's there. And I totally agree with you, Lee. If we're going to spend on a centre-back, I want it to be that top-table, left-sided centre-back. And if we can't get a Bastoni or Gabigol from um, the German defender, um, then I- I'm happy with Longley. Let's see how he does. Conte wanted him at Inter Milan. Let's see what he can bring to the side for a year and then reassess our options. Um, but in terms of the two you mentioned, I certainly think it will be Roden that's moving on. Because what people forget is um, Tanganga, until we got injured in January away at Chelsea, had made 18 appearances from the start of the season until then. Roden hadn't started a league game at that point. You know, it's obvious which one is preferred by the manager. Plus, Tanganga counts as homegrown. And in an emergency, he could cover at right back or right wing back or whatever, you know. And, and Whereas Roden so, is very much just for that central role. 
Also, John, just to interact with you there as well, we were saying this on the WhatsApp group, weren't we, the, or us lot before. Um, there's three managers now, maybe four if you count even Mason in there, that haven't fancied um, haven't fancied Roden. Like, for, for whatever reason, like if you think about it, people say, like Jose left the club saying, watch Roden, he's going to be outstanding. Yet he never played him, right? Like he never yeah. played, uh, he never played under Nuno. Never played under Mason, really. He never played under. He hasn't played under Conte. There must be something that we're not seeing, because we, we, because all of the reports, all the things, we, and we like him. Like I'm not, I'm not Kanan Roden, right at all. Like I, I don't think he's been given a big enough opportunity to even show us. It, is is a bloke even played ten games in a row for us? You know. So so, uh, what do you think, like on, on Roden? Is there something that that we're not seeing? Yeah, well, it's interesting because obviously he goes away for Wales and delivers very, very good performances as well. And he's kind of a leader in that back three for Wales. Um, so, yeah. you know, he's obviously working well at Tottenham, training ground, he's keeping fit so he can deliver those high-level performances for Wales. But what was really telling for me was this season, there was a period when Dyer was now injured. Roden didn't come in. Conte did what Mourinho did. Conte said to us that he was the backup for Dyer in the central role. But when that happened, he still didn't come in. I appreciate he may have had a rib injury and he played through some pain in the game against Morecambe, but... He really wasn't given an opportunity. And I explained, you know, earlier on, the amount of minutes and games Tanganga had over him. So it's abundantly clear who the managers prefer. Um, and I just think it's, it's better for all concerned if Roden does move on this summer, um, for his own good, you know, with the World Cup coming up, to go and get a steady run of form. And I'm just surprised, actually, that teams like Forrest, Fulham, whoever, haven't come in and got that deal over the line for him yeah. already. Um, because, Especially you know, for I bet that's a great shout. Because it's his old manager as well. He worked for Cooper. He, yeah, it's one thing. manager, yeah. But Forrest yeah. has spent £16 million on a, a defender from the Bundesliga, a young French defender. And they've obviously seen that as a better shout than going for Roden. So I, I could see Roden maybe ending up at Fulham. Um, you know, and it gives him a chance to stay in London as well. That's one of the reasons why Ben Davis and Eric Dyer are getting called out in the comments here because they're called Ben Davis and Eric Dyer. If I was called uh, Be uh, Bernardo De Farsendi or, or you know uh, Eric De Dio or whatever, they'd be loving it. Exactly, exactly. It's more names for me to butcher. Um, I'm, Lee, I'm Lee, we, we, we had uh, we had Rodrigo Defendi before, and he was sodding hopeless, and we got him back to yeah, Brazil. So the names don't always work. No, exactly. And, I mean, I, can't, I, can't, as well. I generally can't understand the uh, the. Not the hate, that's too much, but the, the the absolute criticism of I think I think if you if you're saying do is there a better defender in the world than Eric Dyer at centre centre back, you have to have to say yes. You have to be honest and say yes. So therefore you could replace him and get a better one. Um and, and the same with the left centre back, you know, you could answer the same thing. So maybe maybe we're we're clutching at straws, I, I think, but I think the amount of progression that individual players under Conte's coaching has had in seven months without a pre-season and doing all the stuff. Can you imagine what they're going to do to, to Longley? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what he's going to do? He's he's already shown that, was it Seville, wasn't he before? And then he came back to Barcelona and had a couple of year, years that weren't so great for him. He gets a bit of confidence back into him and all of a sudden he's going to be pinging balls over the top for, for Son and Kulisewski to run on to and I mean, it could be very, very good. I mean, you know, it, can they go up another level? Some people's opinions in the comments and and in the listeners' questions are that they, they've hit their ceiling, they can't go up. But we don't know that yet. Let, let's see. Let's see if they can go another gear, another level. I, I think. Yeah. I think uh, Eric Dyer and Ben Davis can can give a really good account of themselves again yeah. this year. 
And, and Lee, what Eric Dyer and Ben Davis can turn around and say to any criticism is, we've been part of a Tottenham team that have finished in the Champions League in five of the last seven seasons. That is an undisputed fact and played a lot of football in, in, in all of those seasons. You know, you cannot argue that they weren't involved. Yes, they were. And they've played a big part and they've improved. Both of them actually had difficult confidence dips in the Mourinho era. Um, and obviously, Davis was battling with Rose during the Poch years, whereas Dyer played a lot, kind of dropping back into a back three then uh, with, with the great, you know, Aldevierold and Batongan partnership. Um, but, but they've improved no end under Conte. Both of them, confidence-wise, have come back to their best football they've delivered in a Tottenham shirt. Uh, I think it's unfair to, to hold long-standing grudges against people and not allow scope for improvement. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very, very good point. Do you want to come in on that, Jace? Welcome back, lads. <laughs> the neighbour's about to put the hose on, that's why. I thought we'd, we'd get absolutely soaked to the noise. And, the I, and, I, was, and I was recording next to him, so I, I've come upstairs as well. We're in separate rooms. Ever Joke. since John nicked my tree at the start of the show, I've had troubles, so... <laughs> um, um, no, I saw a comment there about Eric Dyer will get found out in the Champions League. But, you know, Eric Dyer was in the Spurs squad that made a Champions League final. I mean, you know, you can nitpick these players, but, um, and, and you can always improve. Yes, there's a better central defender than Eric Dyer. There's a better central defender than the next one. There's a, you know, you get Ruben Diaz. Is there a better central defender in, in Virgil van Dijk? You know, it's, it's, can Tottenham get these better ones? You know, otherwise, we, we there's no team in the world that has the 11 best players in their position in every single position, is there? No, Robert no, Hoof won the Premier League. Robert Hoof exactly. won the Premier League. Robert Hoof won the Hoof. Premier League. Victor Moses won the Premier mm. League with Chelsea under, under Conte on, and that. So, uh, yeah. Ashley, Young, yeah. Ashley Young won a league title under Conte. So, you know, let's, um, we cannot, you should always look to improve, but to just be sitting here and, and, and saying, we'll write this one off and write that one off, you will actually then be replacing pretty much 23 members of the squad in that case. And you mm. can't possibly do that. No, it kind of ties into a nice point that we did see Spurs make um, six changes at the break. Lloris, Tanganga, Sanchez, Hoybier, Kane and Doherty all coming on. Uh, they left Son to come on a minute later. That got obviously an incredible reception of his own. And it was a, a lovely moment for Sonny. It was actually a lovely moment from Conte there to uh, yeah give him that opportunity to come on by himself. And look at this, it's a night of all, all different uh, <laughs> species and animals. Lee showing his dog Marley, to us. Marley, mate. Uh, there we hello, go. Hello to Marley McQueen. Look, hello, Marley mate. McQueen. Marley McQueen. Here he is. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Harry came with an almost instant impact, Jace, to come over to you. At one minute after the restart, is cross diverted into well, one of the Team K League players' own net. But um, subsequently, very quickly, Jace, it was two-two. Oh God, I mean this equaliser. You know. The, the guy, I think, Velwick, if I pronounce it right, had an absolute acres of space, fire past Hugo Lloris. And, and Paul Lloris had been on for a minute as well, Jace. It was a bit of a crazy, chaotic start to the second half. It was. I thought he took that goal really well. His, his movement, the way he was, uh, he just pulled himself back to the edge of the edge of the area. That's that's a, the movement of a top-quality player. And it was a really good, good controlled finish. No, fair play to them. They, they scored a couple of good goals. Mm. But I thought Kane, from the moment he came on, you could just see his qualities, his... Passing range and things like that. You just you just looked at him and thought, this is this is a serious it, player, isn't he? Yeah, he he's on it, Danny. I know that's a silly thing to say, but you just look no, at him no. and think, this is a serious footballer now we've got here. This is, you know, his quality on the ball is ridiculous. 
It's funny because he's renowned for starting the season so slowly. And, then, and again, it's only pre-season, not getting carried away, but already back in amongst the goals. And I think the, the goal itself, um, the, the brilliant left-footed strike, the way he took the goal was superb. You know, it was one of those things with Kane. It's just natural instinct to him. doesn't have to think about that. Beautiful finish. And um, yeah, and Spurs, uh, again, <laughs> we went obviously having a 4-2 lead. Coming over to you, John. Um, penalty given. I think there was... Maybe some, you know, suspicion would would Kane give it to Son, but listen, it was only probably right Son in his home country. Yeah, uh, stroked it home. We saw obviously the iconic celebration. Any problems, John, giving it to Son in a preseason? Got any problems with that? No, I mean, if it was in any form of competitive game where stats and records are counted, you know, Sonny wasn't touching that ball. Um, but no, fair play, gave it over to Sonny, and it was good to see Sonny dispatch the penalty. Also, just on the penalty, one of the most bizarre pens I think I've ever seen. Someone attempting to catch catch the ball. I mean, it was like in a great big fruit bowl and he was just waiting for it to come in. It was utterly bizarre. Um, and it added to the kind of madness of the friendly as a whole. Um, I thought I was watching yeah, the cricket at one point. I thought, yeah, honestly, was the cricket's bizarre. back on. But, uh, <laughs> no, great, great for Sonny to score in front of, obviously, you know, fans that have come out and, and, and love Sonny to bits. And uh, yeah, brilliant. Good, good for him, you know, really good. Yeah, I totally agree. And then we saw Lee Cameron to you this game with just goals, just galore, four free. Um, hitting back again, Team K, with uh, Juan Amano making up for his handball from earlier, firing that free kick past Lloris. So, I don't know what you thought, Lee. Lloris seemed to be massively out of position, right? Just could completely just left one side of the goal unguarded. Did you think what? the same as me? Well, I, I, to be honest, I no? thought he, he probably left that side because he thought the wall would do the protection, and the wall was absolutely mm. shocking. You might as well have not had yeah, the wall. Yeah. But there was yeah. two, it was Son. Who's in the wall? Son and Tom Matter Star. When it started, Sa. they were yeah, like, that. Sa, yeah. the ball comes out. They just, they just did that. They just went, oh, right, there's the ball. Put your head on it, boys. I mean, what's happening there? So I did feel, and to be fair to Larice, I think he got a hand to it, didn't he? To be fair, but he scrambled out across. Um, and, 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 and actually, it was the wall's fault, in my opinion. Like, it just, it just split. It was like, it was like bloody ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, he made up for his, yeah, like his weird cricket catch that, uh, that he gave the handball away from but mm. yeah it was a, it was a weird, a weird passage of play wasn't it over over that kind of 10 minutes yeah you're, you're right Lee. if the wall does its job it just goes straight into the wall it just goes straight on the top of the head he does it clear i mean or he yeah, just it, you know blocks it with his head or whatever i don't know why why he ducks and turned his back at the same time it was like, what are you doing it was bizarre right. and the game kept becoming a more of a crazy affair john um sonny on a clear run and goal <laughs> Brutally taken out. Uh, again, like I say, um, it was a, it's a straight red card. You know, I think you could argue it was a red card. I saw that argument on Twitter saying, oh, it's a friendly, let the guy off. But I mean, in the rules of football, he, he surely had to go, John, right? The correct decision by the referee? Well, I'm just going to unmute John. Sorry, the rules are the rules. And I think the bigger point there is actually, as I said, the Korean lads are halfway through their season. For them, they've not just started, you know, they are half of their season. You can't even bring someone down last man uh, like that. So yeah, straight red. And, uh, you know, as I said, added another element to a very, very strange game. Lots of things going on. And lots of things going on, Lee. Harry Kane scoring from a free kick. Um, now, the last time he did wow. that was 2nd of November 2014. That's 2,810 days later. Is, already, are we seeing uh, Gianni Vio already working his magic? 
G-R-E-V-O. He's back. He'd been in a day. Couldn't make it up. <laughs> I actually put that tweet out earlier. I think, John, you replied to it as well. Or uh, Lily White Rose replied to it with a big picture of him. Look, fair, fair play to him. He's been there 24 hours and Kane scoring three kicks for the first time in eight years. He must be doing something right. Um, I, I tell you what was really interesting about setting when they were setting up that free kick. And if you haven't, if you haven't looked at this, go and watch it back. It's worth doing. Kane and Son obviously having a conversation about who's going to take it. And when and when um, when Kane walks over, like he's having a little like having a little look or whatever, he actually turns around and whispers saying almost to, to, to Son to go. I reckon we should just hit it in the bottom left hand corner. Oh, smash it. It looks like that's what he's cut. And then he's gone to smash it. And to be fair, he just hit the wall. Like, he hit the wall as well, but he got a massive deflection and went in the back of the net. It's like, that's how Kane scores. It was so, actually uh, another shocking Kane free kick. It was an absolutely shocking awful Kane free kick, kick. wasn't it? To be fair, it was. It was. So, yeah, I mean, look, fair play. He got it. And actually, it's going back to the Son penalty. Um, obviously, in hindsight, because Sonny scored his, his goal himself, I bet Kane wish he had taken that penalty. He had a hat trick today. That's true. I just wonder, John. Any, any, was there any concern at all? The fact that Kane is still on these free kicks. I mean, you've been an advocate on last one on Spurs saying get Kane off them. Um, anything we should play? Anything into there? Bearing in mind, Sonny, obviously on um, well international duty, he scored two, and then the first opportunity comes along in his home in his home country, and he still can't get an opportunity to take one. Oh, no, that was yeah. payback for giving Sonny the penalty, I tell you. Oh, like, you're on free kicks. Maybe, maybe. Because you maybe. have the penalty. Maybe. I Definitely think a little agree. bit of that went on. I, I think the angle here as well, I mean, it was so close into the goal. As Lee said, I think Kane just said, I'm going to welly this, basically. There's no one with a harder shot on the club than Kane. Hit it hard and low. And if it does bounce off a defender, you hit it with so much power. That they can't really control where it's going, and it just bounced off him and, and got into the other corner. I swear so, that's what he said, John. Go yeah. over, I swear he said, I was going to smash this. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, that new set, set piece geezer as well. He's got such an amazing face for a meme as well. So throughout the season, when Kane's put back oh, on the, the free confused, kick, yeah, I'm going to keep sending that face of him. He looks like a kind of like a, a wizard from a computer game or something. He looks <laughs> phenomenal. So I'm going to keep using him as a meme throughout the season, and I'm sure that will, will catch on. Oh, yeah, 4,000 set pieces. We're looking to see many of these. Well, listen, Harry Kane... Spurs writes about... in the comments, that was number 1,128 1, out of the uh, set piece playbook. There you go. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, looking forward to seeing the other 3,000. It's a bloody annual, Wick. It's an annual. Do you know what I mean? It's like an encyclopedia this fellow's got. But listen, the guy's been... He's been, been around, I think it was at Leeds before. Um, do you know I think it's a good thing. You know, we talk about, you know, rejuvenating the squad. The coaching staff as well is having a little bit of a reshuffle. I think that's a bad thing. Trying to bring new ideas to the table. Get another season, new season. You want to have different ideas there. So, listen, fair play. Um, Spurs in a... Just on that point, sorry. But just on that point, I think it's a really good point because Mm. I'm excited to see that that, that little shuffle around. Uh, Do you remember when we we took whatever it was, but you know the stats, 78 days or 72 days to appoint a manager? And there was yeah. a load of joke, uh, a load of talk, wasn't there, about that Levy wouldn't allow extra coaching staff to come That's in, right, and you know, all yep. this jizzle that was going on. But actually, now you think about, it, he's got Conte's got obviously come in, and he he's got his people around him. And now he's adding to that. Um, so Clive uh, Woodward back in the day when when uh, England won the two thousand and three World Cup final in the, in the rugby, he was one of the first coaches to bring in separate coaching elements for defense for i know so i know it's a different game but i suppose the comparison i'm making is that why not like there's enough money in football now especially at a club like tottenham 
to be able to bring in specialist coaches on all sorts of stuff. I mean, I read earlier in the week that Liverpool have had a, a throwing coach, for example, for, for the last 12 months or so. And and Jason and I have said this for years and years on the show, like it's fine margins, isn't it? So if you can bring somebody in, give you a fine, just that, that, that extra bit, fine margin that might make a difference, give you an extra three points or an extra eight points throughout the seasons... That, that means that there's eight extra points that somebody else ain't getting and therefore yeah. we're further up the table. So I'm all for that. Like, I, I, I think that's revolutionary to, to start thinking about different aspects of that. And my viewpoint would be, what else can we do? What else can mm. we improve? Because if you can improve 1% every week, yeah, you've, you've, you've improved over the year 52%. It's also a case, Lee, isn't it? We've sat here as fans many times and, and bemoaned how uh, poor we are or the perception of how poor we are from set pieces. We're nowhere near the bottom of the league. It's it's surprising. We're actually nowhere near the bottom of the league, either at, uh, attacking set pieces or defending them. But we constantly moan about uh, the number of goals we can see from set pieces and the fact that we don't score from set pieces. So the fact that that's recognised and they're trying to do something about it, surely that's a good thing anyway. You know, they've seen the same problems with us and think there's an area we've got to improve in. Yeah, I agree. Just on, no, I do. On the- Go on, job. Sorry, just on the point uh, Lee made earlier about the, you know doing the little bits more to get that 1% extra. I was lucky enough a couple of weeks ago to go on a tour of the training ground. And one of the guys that was doing the tour for me made it very, very clear. He said, we don't care, and we've been told this from above, if we have to spend 30, 40 grand more on getting more sports scientists in, more physios in, to get that extra 1%. So that if, for example, we can get Sonny back one day early and he scores the goal that gets you in the top four, it pays for itself yeah. straight away. The club are absolutely yeah. doing that now. I don't know if they were before, but they are a thousand percent doing that now, and I've seen it firsthand. And they also brought in a throwing specialist last summer from Middlesbrough. Um, I think he was actually called Thrower, which is absolutely bizarre. Andy Thrower <laughs> yeah, or something. Brilliant. And he joined that last summer from, from Middlesbrough. Um, and anyway, not that we've seen any effects of that yet, but I'm looking forward to if he's working and getting things, you know, maybe we're going to start doing the old Rory Delac. Let's add yeah, more yeah. things to our game. Let's mix it up. Let's cause problems. I think it's interesting, think- isn't it? It's really interesting. I mean, we had uh, we had H on, didn't we, Harry, um, on a couple of weeks ago, Rick, um, and he was talking about that kind of coaching element, and it shouldn't just all be about data. It should also be about, you know, I think he used a really good example, actually, Alan St. Maximum, who I'm not a massive fan of, but he actually said, look, you can't replicate. You see his stats that he might have ran this far and he might have, you know, assisted this many or scored this many. He said, but what you don't realise is when he gets the ball in a match situation – what does everyone else think? All of a sudden, I think, oh, he's got the ball. And that creates something. The crowd get up. Something changes. And you can't really replicate. I thought it was a really good point. Again, just that 1% margin piece of looking at elements like that, looking at elements of the throwing coach, you know, the, the, the set-piece coach. I mean, if we can go and uh, – I think it was an outstanding stat. I think it was um, uh, Charlie Eccleshare put it out there a couple of weeks back. Um, some graphs on set-piece takers. And it was Man City and Liverpool – were by far the best at scoring goals from set pieces. I, I thought that was incredible. Like You'd never think that. The brand of football that they play, you'd typically go, it might, you know, I know I'm um, uh, pigeonholing here, but you'd sort of go, oh, it was a Stoke or it's a Burnley or a Bolton back in the day. But actually, the two b- best teams in the league last season had the best um, scoring ratios from set pe- from set plays. And I thought, I thought that was incredible. So you've got to work part on that. that. Le- 
part of that league is that they spend more time around the opposition's box than most teams as well. Probably getting fouled. So yeah, there, that, yeah. there is that there is that element to it. You got you got. Whereas Burnley are rarely up the opposition's box to get one, are they? So you have to figure that part into the equation as well. Mm. Uh, John, let's come over to you. Um, again, we're trying to fill different sections of it tonight. We'll come back onto the game in a second. Uh, John, you was down at the uh, uh, well, the training ground. Was it, uh, sorry, Enfield Town last night, right? Enfield Town um, yeah. to see Spurs' under-21s play. Uh, Jason's favourite was back, Danny Rose in a Spurs shirt. I know Jason can't believe he was back. I, was, I, knew it. I think Jason's back in Verby for it, to be honest with you. I still can't I get over it. I'd have stayed in Bangkok an extra week if I'd have known Rose was back. <laughs> Question on the screen there from Ollie. Um, John, anyone particularly impress you in that under-21s game against Enfield? And I think, again, you are, you actually put this out on your account yesterday about playing Conte's system. I think you want them to start playing like that way if Conte's going to be here. So, do you want to tell us a bit more, John? Any player that impressed you yeah, and I mean, the way they set up? They certainly didn't set up with a three at the back. And, and I, I put that out there because I find it frustrating. I want the club having the DNA the whole way through that when you're in the under-18s, you're playing three at the back. When you go up to the 21s, you're playing three at the back. Because, you know, this whole fear that fans seem to have, oh, Conte's only around for five minutes, you know, we've got into the top four in his first season. Let's see what we do in this coming year. If we continue to improve and on an upward trajectory, let's get that three-year contract out for him. Let's build something special with Antonio Conte at the club. And I want youth players ready. That if they are called upon, they know the system they're playing. So I hope that Tottenham can start to do that. But they certainly were not doing that last night. The performance as a whole was very poor. Uh, I'm not going to shadow that. You know, a Tottenham Academy side should be rocking up at Enfield and winning 3-4-0, you know, whatever level at Tottenham you're at. And they simply didn't do that last night, which was, you know, disappointing. Um, the squad certainly looked a lot better. About 30 minutes to go, they brought on the likes of Keon Atete, um, you know, Tyrell Ashcroft, the new boy picked up from Reading, um, and a few other, Yago Santiago Alonso, a few others that have had more experience playing 23 football. We instantly looked a lot better. Romain Mandel as well. Um, is a bit unlucky if you ask me he trained with the first team in the uh, first when they were back training you know, pictures of him with Eric Dyer um, and it seems like he wasn't called up to go on the senior tour so I think his future probably does lie away from Tottenham now with Keon and I've heard talk of Portsmouth being interested in a permanent move there um, so I could see something coming of that with Tottenham in the knowledge that they've still got Dane Scarlett they've still got uh, Troy Parrott and then also Jamie Donnelly who has a slight injury at the moment and that's why he's out he did also train with the first team last week. So lots to be excited for for Tottenham. Youth set up this year coming. Uh, we've obviously got the Youth Champions League, a welcome to turn to that competition where you get to play against Europe's best. So, uh, yeah, disappointing one last night. But again, first game of pre-season, people like Rose playing. I was half mm. expecting Michael Dawson to be ruled out for the second half. You know, it seemed like all sorts was going on. Uh, but there you go. You know, we move on from that. And their next game, uh, they're at Lake Orient in the Justin Edinburgh Cup uh, on Saturday. So hopefully people can get down for that. Yep, we'll keep an eye on that and see how they get along. Um, turn it back to the pre-season friendly. Uh, Spurs again making a whole host of subs in that second half. Uh, Troy Parrott, Harvey White, Malakay, Fagan Walcott and Charlie Sayers on for Dyer, Sanchez, Richardson, and Lucas respectively. John, we'll touch upon you on some of their performances for those youngsters shortly. Uh, Son did make it 6-3 to Spurs though after those whole host of changes. Really bad at the back uh, and Son punished ruthlessly. And um, again, we saw with Sonny uh, really reveling in the scenes there, enjoying the moment. Um, Lee, I mean, bearing in mind these guys, the Team K-League, they're actually all playing at the moment. Uh, what a horrendous error that was at the back there for Son to get his brace. Yeah, it, it, was, a sh- it was a shame for the lad, wasn't it? Um, but uh, great for Sonny. Uh, fully deserved it. I mean, absolutely blown away, like we said at the beginning of the show, but absolutely blown away by... 
um, the reception they got. I mean, that that content was just literally, I was just dripping off my eyeballs, that content when Sonny was outside the airport. And, you know, it, I, I, could, I couldn't stop watching it. I could not stop watching it. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, so fully deserved in front of, um, you know, what is a, home crowd is it i suppose it's home crowd it's like, there's more sun shirts in the uh in the stands right now uh than uh than, than anything else it's just it's just brilliant so fan- mm. fantastic for, for for sonny to to get another goal as well i'm glad it wasn't just a penalty um you know, to be fair it would have probably he would have definitely buried that other one that he got fouled for for got the other bloke sent off he, he had definitely scored there as well wouldn't he so mm. yeah look i think all, all in now, now we, we've done all the goals and we've gone through the match i think all in yeah um, it was uh, it was a good good uh, run out for for, for yeah. all of the guys. I mean, you got Richarlison on your on your list, Rick. To, to yeah, to okay. I mean, th- yeah, I mean, I, well, today, like I say, I mean, listen, he's playing more of a kind of he was putting more of a central role, wasn't he today? You know, he's played primarily. You'd argue maybe a number nine. You not agree, Jace? No, he's, no, he, he was. I was just thinking. He certainly spent <laughs> some time on the floor again, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> Joe, I was gonna I was gonna wait and ask you what you, what you thought of his overall performance. Um, uh, listen, I've got to say, I, I, he, showed no, lots, just, he showed lots of energy. Again, just, showed lots just, of energy, loads of desire today. I was going to say, just just, just on him, not, not so much today, you know. I, I mean, I've given him some stick loads of times. I, I can't can't stand him as a person. But I think it's a, a, a really good signing for us. Mm. Gives us so many options. Can play as a nine, can play wide. I think his character and that um, certainly rubs the opposition up. But it looks like it galvanises your own players yeah. and things like that. He certainly... Because it was it was great the content wasn't it when he met Romero in the um, really yeah, dressing room that was brilliant that know, was superb. and and so I think he you know I, I'll still it'll, it'll drive me mad rolling around on the floor but I still think it's an absolutely uh, I think it's a really good signing for us a really good far better than than lots of people outside the club think it is I think it's you know when everyone's saying oh he won't get in Tottenham side we've got so many games this year so many games in such a short space of time there'll be plenty of weeks when it's Son Richarlison, Kulazewski, and the following game will be Kane Richarlison, Kulazewski, and then it'll be Son Kane, Kulazewski, um, Son Kane Richarlison. There's loads of options to do that, yeah. and we've always right. talked about having depth and game changes and things. So I think it's uh, 50 million. You know, you, you can look at 50 million and think it's a lot of money, but when you look at some of the price, I mean, Nathan Collins today, Burnley to Wolves for like 28 yeah. million. Yep. I mean, you know, so 50 million actually isn't a, what how, what could you get better uh, at 40 million, if you like, than you could have got from a Charleston at 50? It's, Agreed. you know, it's Premier League proven. And some of that will cover not only as a full primary 40, you can cover those front three. Yeah, yeah agree. And, and, you and, yeah, and Jace, just, just a point as well on that is that this season, like no other, with the five clubs you can make per game, you are changing Absolutely. half the team every single game. So there is a, the whole idea of this first 11 is just going to evaporate this season. And you'll basically see a first 15, 16 that are coming on every single game or switching around, vice versa. And we've now got a squad that's going to benefit from that massively because we've got game changers in the squad. If something ain't going right, if Sun's having an off day, if Kane's having an off day, you whack on a, a Kulovetsky, you whack on a, a Gill if it's going to be him or, or, or the Charleston. You know, we've got so many options now. And this is what we've wanted. We've screamed for years about a strong squad. And people are not 50 million a lot. We went two windows without spending a penny. You know, this is a club that are in the top 10 richest clubs in world football. We're spending the money that we generate. It's as simple as that. No, I agree. I think I think he had, he had a couple of flashes. I thought today, I thought he had a really good chance with a header. I thought that was going to go in. I think somebody posted on social media the, when, the week that we signed him 
which was probably only a week ago, to be fair. But it feels like, you know, that we haven't had a signing for ages. Um, but uh, they said how many headed goals he gets. So when that opportunity came, I thought, oh, go on, son. And he, he couldn't bury it. I think the other thing that I quite noticed about him is well, obviously his work ethic and worked hard. He, he played a lot of minutes today. I thought that was quite interesting. Him and Lucas and I think Dyer played the most minutes. Off the top of my head, I might be completely wrong on that, but it, they played a lot of minutes compared to every, everyone else. And also, he doesn't... Yes, he rolls around, he goes down and whatever, but he also likes a bit of a flick and a trick. And actually done in the right areas of the pitch... That could be very, very useful. Um, you know, you, you can see that he wants to do stuff that's a little bit more creative, which I thought was quite interesting because yeah. I heard Tim Vickery a couple of weeks ago talking about he's kind of like head down, blinkers on, run at goal. But I saw some, I don't know, some difference in him today. Maybe he was just experimenting because it is a friendly, right? So I, look, I think he's going to be a very, very good player for us. And like Jace, I, I wasn't I wasn't that enamoured when we first um, got linked with him. But seeing that as, as what everyone said to me on the group and what you've been saying here as well, you know, he plays across the front three and mm. you can almost, you know, rotate him between three or four players at a time. He's going to get, he's probably going to end up getting 28, 30 games, isn't he? Like but even, I, yeah. even if, even if, we think... get, if you've got 60 games, hopefully if we've got 60 games this season, he's yeah. probably going to do 30 of them from that rotation perspective. I like the fact that he was up number nine today. Mm. I'm right up the middle. I like that. It's like, it was almost yeah. like, go on then. I'm here to have a go with number nine as well. I like, I like that. I, I thought it was good. I, I think the thing again, like we tell you about Richardson today, he's unlucky not to get an assist if Emerson taps that ball in. And again, like you know, if you look at some of the phases of the play, it's just that final moment that was missing today. So I don't think you could ask him to work any harder than what he did, honestly. Um, touching upon some of the performances, John, just keen to get your thoughts on some of the youngsters that play today. Uh, well, he's not really a youngster as such, but Jaffet Tanganga. Um, was an okay performance. Does it surprise you, John, one that you've always been very quick to shoot down any potential of a move? Uh, the rumours just won't go well in Javit Tanganga. Uh, what's your thinking with regards to Tanganga? Uh, are you still confident it'll be here come the end of August, beginning of September? Yeah, I certainly feel like unless we get a very uh, high permanent transfer offer, he'll be at the club. I certainly think it'll be Roden that will move out before him. As I said many times, he counts as homegrown and club trained. You need four club trained players in the Champions League squad. He's vital for that. He's also not, you know, as I said, he played a lot under, under Conte before he got injured as well. Uh, and he can play a couple of positions. So I certainly think Tanganga will stay. Just on the other younger players, Rick, today, uh, especially those that came off the bench, I thought Harvey yeah. White looked good as he always does, actually. He, whenever he comes on in these pre-season games, he's doing this three, four years ago. But he seems to always come on in like weird left-back roles or left-wing-back and this kind of stuff. Um, Harvey White is probably the best set-piece taker at the club as well. We're talking about needing set-piece takers. He's phenomenal free kick uh, and corners as well. Um, he had a wasted year last year, Harvey White. Just a good, quick bit of background on him. He did, the year before, he did the second half of the season on loan at Portsmouth and featured heavily, scoring a header of win there, win at Oxford and things like that. So it was wasted for him last year, not being more involved. I do still hope he goes out on loan this coming season. There was reportedly Sunderland and Hull looking to take him last January window, but Tottenham just couldn't believe their luck that they were able to offload Delhi end on Belay and the Celso in one day and as such that meant keep Harvey White for numbers basically and then he obviously featured on the bench a lot towards the back end of last season I think he will go out on loan some of the other boys that came on Charlie Sayers phenomenal progress actually we only signed him last November from South End he came in instantly captain the under 18s played about two games for them then went straight into the under 23s and now he's already training with the first team quite regularly 
Uh, it seems like a real find by the recruitment team. He also, if you ever think of somebody that absolutely looks like a footballer, it's Charlie mm-hmm. Sayers. He looks the part completely. Um, and yeah. he's a diehard Tottenham fan from Southend as well. So it's always good to get one of our own in. Um, so hopefully he continues to progress. He seems to be on a real upward trajectory. I'm hoping to see a lot of him in the Youth Champions League this year. And Troy Parrott, finally. Now, Troy, I still do want him to go out on loan this year. I think a championship mm-hmm. club is right for him. I saw Sunderland League. I think I've been an outstanding move. Sunderland's yeah. only got one big Scottish guy up front, and that's it. And the beauty of Troy is he can actually play as a number 10, so he can play behind this big forward they've got. And he'd be in a team with a lot of boys he knows, like for Dennis Serkin, um, and obviously Jack Clark, who's joined the one permanent already, so he can settle in very, very quickly at Sunderland. I think Sunderland's a massive club, big support. Troy would really thrive on that. I think that would be an outstanding loan move for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if when this tour is over, something happens there with Sunderland. Um, and, and Malachi Walcott, obviously, has already made his Tottenham first team debut in the Champions League under Jose Mourinho. He came on against Leipzig if you guys remember that. Um, yeah. and, and he's a player that I, when I spoke with Ned Lee, spoke very, very high of. So again, he's another one desperate for a loan, been unlucky with injuries. So all those boys today, I hope they continue on their on the progress they're making. Okay, John, a question here from Fiona, who says, um, this is actually to you, uh, too soon to include Harvey White in a Premier League squad next season? What do you reckon? Um, not, not too soon for a squad, because obviously he was on the bench a lot towards the back end of last season. A uh, hell of a lot, probably 10, 15 times, or maybe 20 times. I think Alistair made that point. Um, but, you know, I certainly do want him to do a full season in the Championship, like Skippy's loan that really set him up, you know, do a 40, 45 game season in the Championship. And I think he would do fine at that level. Again, he can cover multiple positions. So I think he'd be very, very useful. Uh, just to touch upon some of the other players today, uh, Pape Matasar, Jace, let's come to you. It was his first action in a Spurs shirt. I mean, listen, uh, again, I, I use that word energy, probably the same as him, brought some energy to the team. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's very hard to judge this early into a game. What are we giving 45 minutes to a player? I mean, exactly. very exactly. hard to judge. No, no, lad, lots of energy, covered lots of ground, but yep. don't duck free kicks again, please. Yep. There you go. Rule number one there from Jason. Uh, listen, we'll touch upon who else can we touch upon here? Cessnion, of course, has worked, looks like he's worked ever so hard during the summer. Lee's touch upon that as well. Um, some good. Some good movement down the left-hand side, Lee. Looked, looked trying to make things happen. Um, got a view on Cess ahead of the upcoming season, Lee, based on today. What do you reckon? <laughs> is it too early? I just, I'm conscious John, knows, pretty John knows what I'm thinking. I won't say it. John knows what I'm thinking. No, look, I think, I think he does. All, I think the thing is, he, he started the game trying. I think last season, when he came into the side, he, you could tell that he, he he was playing things safe, right? He was trying to do things that were quite safe. And towards yes. the end of the season, he got a little bit more confidence in maybe his hamstrings or maybe in his ability himself to start going to, um, you know, pass people or trying to go past people. Today, he started off trying to go past people and he didn't he didn't go past too many people, right? Let's be honest about it. He didn't really beat his man. When, when when the ball was passed to him in, in space, he's got a fantastic cross on him. He's got a brilliant left foot on him. So he, he put in a couple of crosses. One that springs to mind, I thought, well, that is literally an absolute peach. Someone's got to finish that off, and they, they, they didn't in the end. So I think that there's still work for him to do. I, I personally just think it's a confidence thing with Sessignon. I think that he needs to drop his shoulder and just put the afterburners on and go past people. Um, and once he gets that bit wide, I think he could be a hell of a uh, left wing back for us. Yeah, he needs a man of the match, doesn't he? he yeah, needs a he man didn't... of the match and a goal or a big assist. I mean, all right, he got one at Liverpool, a big assist, but I think he needs a goal. 
a, a goal in a meaningful game, a meaningful game, uh, a, an important goal. You know, like I always used to talk about Eric Lamella, Lamella he, yeah. that that impact goal, if you like that that goal wherein when people think you always say, "Cool, remember that goal at Session on score there?" And I don't mean the one at Bayern Munich when you lose four one on his, no. his first game and things like that. I think he just needs needs that just to to you know give himself that boost. That's what that's what Gary in the comments there. Gary Noble says that Lee hasn't got the speed or the explosiveness. He's not talking about me. Ain't got it. I definitely haven't. He's talking about Cess. But I, I mean, I think I think that's my point. That that confidence thing, Gary and, and listeners and viewers. I think I think it's I think that he's because he's had his injury issues around his hammies. That's where you get your explosiveness from, isn't it? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. I always yep. go back to there'll be some viewers and listeners that won't remember obviously Michael Owen when he burst onto the scene, but you know it wasn't that long ago. But I mean this this fellow had serious oh, pain, frightening, and, frightening pain. And, and when and when he his hamstring went, he, he dropped because because that's where you get it from. So that that's why you know you see some of the videos he's working really hard in the gym, and I'm sure the coaching staff will, will and the fitness staff will get him as strong as he can be, but. You know, I've done my ACL. I know he hasn't done his ACL. Well. I've done my ACL twice, and I, I and I'm nowhere near. Believe me, I know I look like a you know a fine specimen, but I'm nowhere near a sports person really. Um, and the confidence you lose from Give having over. an injury, yeah, no, no, but the confidence you lose from having a, a, an injury, like, you know, is is terrible. Do you know what I mean? So imagine what it's like for a pro footballer. That, that that is your that is what you do it, it, mentally. I'm talking about not just physically. Mentally, he's got to get over that, get that confidence back in that in that muscles in his legs. There's a phrase I will never ever hear: Lee McQueen's lost confidence. <laughs> <laughs> mate, never honestly, it's, it's all a fun, happen. mate. It's all a fun. Very quickly, boys. Midfield wise, uh, Skippy obviously back in action for the first time in a match. I think since January um, again. Looking like you know, purposeful on the pitch. Uh, Benton Core, I think we love the fact Benton Core are already on some really nice tackles from Benton Core, winning back possession. That's what we want to see. Gonna be really interesting, I think, boys, when we see Basuma obviously available and seeing how Conte does rotate that midfield, what his options are going to be for the first game of the season. Lucas Mora, um, what can we say about Lucas? A couple of the old dribbles of Lucas Mora. The old trade yeah, dribble. He looks lively, doesn't he? In in yeah. patches, Lucas looks yeah, yeah. lively. Yeah. In the first half, he looked lively. A brilliant. This is the sort of thing that that makes you go ah. Oh. And it definitely was making the crowd do that today. Mind you, they were doing that on everything. But yeah, much. Lucas did some some amazing touches and quick turns, and he went for he, he nutmegged somebody and went round ran around two or three people like they were like just you know dummies or or cones or whatever in there, and then it's like. Most of the time with Lucas, it's an end product or he doesn't yeah. find the right pass. Again, yeah. he's got the lamellas about him in that scenario where Lamella used to do some really good stuff and you think, go on. And then, but but for all of his endeavour and all of his, um, you know, you know that he, what he can do because he has got it in his locker and he has done it on big stages, on big games. Um, and, and, and that's maybe what Lucas brings. I don't know what, Jace, what do you think on Lucas? Yeah, I think it's always with it. I, I call him a, uh, an on his day footballer. When it's his day, so true, and yeah. the stars align. He's <laughs> he's excellent. But yeah. if his day's on a Thursday and you're playing on a on a Sunday or something, you're in yeah. big trouble with him. But you know, he uh, I think it was him that set up Kane for the third goal, wasn't it? Where he 
brought the ball out of defence and burst past the people. What I, what I like about him is that he, he always seems positive in trying to do something. You rarely see him get the ball and just play the safe five-yard pass inside because he doesn't want it. He's, he always seems to want the ball. When he gets it, he looks up, tries to do something. But, um, you know, when you look at the quality that we've got in the squad and that, you, you start to see him probably playing less and less game time. But he'll, he'll play his part at some stage next season, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, who else have we not touched upon? Hoybe today, working hard. Uh, you know, I feel one player we haven't mentioned yet, and I want to bring him in very quickly before we move on, is Brian Hill. Now, um, again, whenever I've watched him, I don't know if you boys were the same, um, I still think there's a player in there. Uh, there's, there's something about him that intrigues me. Now, whether Conte is intrigued as much as I am, I, I don't know. Uh, but today, I just feel with him, he just misses that decisive moment that, He's unalterably what every footballer needs to get to that top, top level. I mean, John, do you have, do you have an opinion on Brian Hill where we stand right now? I mean, is he one you think Conte will keep around the squad? or Because I don't mm. see the benefit, John, and just sending him out on another loan in Spain. Do you? I mean, he well, needs no. to get uh, Premier League loan. Alone, alone anywhere other than the Premier League is an utter waste of time. He's got mm. to go to a Premier League club to, to develop in this league. It's irrelevant what he can do in Spain and wherever else. I need to know what he can do in this country. Um, so definitely alone within the Premier League. On Brian Hill, though, when we signed him, I was told he was this kind of winger that hugged the touchline and whipped all these balls in and stuff. I don't yeah. see that at all. No, not uh, so. I see someone that no. picks it up and what, it does want to run at people, but takes it inside. Um, you know, he's very different to what he was described as, actually. And I, I think there is a good player in there as well. He's still very, very young. He's got a very high reputation in Spain. I know, I know Crackers, for example, loves him and hears very good things from, you know, local people in Spain about him. Um, and I certainly think he's worth keeping around and definitely don't sell him permanently. But I would love him to go on loan to a Brighton or somewhere like that where they play decent football on the ball and he can be involved a lot and he can get settled into the Premier League football. But I just think I'd rather, you know, with 20 minutes to go this season, whack on a Lucas, for example, than whack on a yeah. Brian Hill if we needed something yeah. to happen. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. I think certainly a loan within the Premier League would be ideal. Yeah, very quickly, Lee, do you have an opinion on Brighton? You were chucking away there to yourself. Yeah, I, 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 do you know why? Because I was, I was thinking about when I bring this up, Jace is going to like probably switch off. But... I just, I think he looks slight. I mean, there's a, a guy said in the comments, sorry, buddy, I forgot your name because it went up. But, uh, you know, Lee Smith just said it too lightweight. I think he still looks quite, <laughs> there you go, Jay's taking his lights off. He needs a bit of a Dharma Traore in him, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, he needs it. Like, that's, why, that's what I'm saying. He needs a no, bit he's definitely of, going. He needs to beef himself up a Cheers, bit. Cheers, boys. The cricket's on. That's it. I just... I don't know. I I don't see it honestly. I, I mean, I, I I bow down to, to to yourself, Rick and John, and crackers wax lyrical about him, uh, and for all good reasons. I just I don't see it. I think we purchased him for a European club to come and buy them buy him off us at a huge profit. That that is the reason why I think we did that deal. I don't think this is just my probably rubbish opinion, but I just don't think he will play. In the Premier League, I just, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Mm. I think he'd go out on loan again, potentially, it, and it won't be like. And I agree, John. It needs to be in another Premier League club or whatever. And I don't think it will be. I think he'd go and relish, you know, back in Spain, and then we might go and sell him on it, you know, you know, a big, big money. But look, we we paid what twenty five million for him plus Lamella. So given the fact that Lamella was maybe what fifteen million, we paid forty million for Brian Hill. 40 million, 
Like yeah. you're talking about Richarlison and whatever at 50 million. Like we pay 40 million for Brian Hill. So, yeah. so you know, for us to go and even sell him on as a bigger profit, he, he's going to have to seriously do some stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Guys, to be I think, again, one to wait and see. Right, we're just going to do a couple of listener questions, then we're going to just quickly discuss the uh, departure of Bergvine, the signing of Longley. Um, right, let's go to John. John, this question is from um, G underscore Division, who says, who do you think has staked a claim for more opportunities on this tour? For me, I'd take another look at Saar for sure. What's your thoughts, John? Yeah, I would like to see Papa Saar involved more. Um, I think he did do some good things today, a lot of running on the ball, making things happen. Um, and he's the player that he's the unknown quantity. It's one we don't know about. I don't know anything about him. I didn't watch much league or football last year. And um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Okay. Uh, next question is coming around to you, Jace. This is from MJB Hotspur, who says, is it important to have more than four wing backs due to injuries, the demands of a long season and the new five sub rule? What's your thoughts on that, Jace? In an ideal world, yes, but you can only register a certain number of players. So we always talk about if, if you can register a 25-man squad, then it's pretty much two players for every position, isn't it? And you have three goalkeepers. So, you know, if, if you want three or four right wing-backs, then you're going to have no left-wingers or no holding midfield players to get them all in the squad. So, you know, Perisic, if necessary, can play as a right wing-back when setting your plays as a left wing-back. There are options within the squad to be able to do that. So, uh, and if the worst comes to the worst, I'm sure they'll find a way around it. But I think basically you'd write down two players for every position and you've got three goalkeepers in there and then you're more or less at your 25 anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, true. And Lee, final one to use is from Rune Skanai going back on to Pape Matasar. Uh, Rune asks, will Saar be part of Spurs' squad next season? Big bold statement there. What do you reckon, Lee? Or big bold question? No. No. no? So you're going to be alone. Yeah, I mean, I just, again, I I don't want to sound rude, but I just, you know, he's 19. Um, He's played 45 minutes that we've seen him play today. Like, personally, I've only seen him play for 45 minutes because that's the only time I've ever seen him. So it's not a reflection on today. I just think that when you've got in front of you Oliver Skip, who uh, has just taken the number four jersey and clearly a first-team player, Hoiberg and Benton Kerr, not even a conversation. They're definitely in that position. And then we've just signed arguably the best defensive midfielder in the in the league last season, in my humble opinion, in Basuma. I can't see where where pa- every time I say I, we talk about Saar, I want to go Papa Matasar. <laughs> I, I love the way it sounds like Papa Matasar. <laughs> I love it. I can't just say Papa Saar, like it's like, that's just saying my middle name, which I won't embarrass myself and tell you all what it is, but you just wouldn't walk around, would you, like saying my my three names? But yeah, anyway, Saar, I just, I think he goes straight back out alone, personally. Okay, fine. You want to know my middle name now, don't you? Well, now you've you've thrown us into it. We're going to get it or not? Yeah, like so, it'd be it'd be like you talking, walking around, talking to me, Lee Malcolm McQueen, Lee Malcolm McQueen, like it's just uh, hi, it's Lee Malcolm, like you just wouldn't do it, would you? It kind of flows though, it really does. Uh, Right, what we will do is we will go for our final break of the show uh, for our listeners and audio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you arrive during the season, it's not easy. This is quite the welcome in North London. It was a big challenge for me. And it looks like they pinched all three points. This type of situation makes me a bit angry. Surely not another twist. I was a bit scared before the game. Oh, and it's in! It's Harry Kane with the header! Look what it means to the new head coach. We needed to work very hard. Stephen Bergwijn! I don't believe it! They were going home with nothing. They leave with everything. It was the tough period. Oh, and he's curled it into the top corner. He's done it again! Important three points for us. Lucas Moura! The fight for Champions League football is going to go right to the wire. At the end of the season, one point instead zero point can change your life. Did you believe top four was possible? Yes. For our watching audience on YouTube, it's still over 500, 600 of you plus. So thank you so much for all of your incredible support. You're right there, Jason. Thoroughly not impressed at all. Um, before we no, I'm, tr- I'm trying to book tickets for the Bromley game next Tuesday. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's the multitasking. That's the multitasking for you. Um, Conte, after the game, listen, we've you've got the audio there, but for our listeners, nice. audio. Um, but Conte, very praiseful of Richarlison, said he's seen a lot of positive things from him, good character, good quality for sure. He's working on the physical and tactical aspect of how he wants us to play. Um, Conte, again, praising the fact 64,000 people coming to watch Spurs and, of course, the K-League players as well. The atmosphere was incredible. Good game. He's seen many positive things. Uh, I think Conte stressed the point that in terms of intensity, he didn't ask for a high intensity because it's more of a case of just seeing at this stage how they can manage the players. But he's pleased with the effort. He was pleased for Sonny to have that love and affection that we saw. And uh, again, as John referenced to earlier in the show, we have got obviously that issue now surrounding Basuma, Fraser, Forster. We wish them well. And of course, their battle with coronavirus. We hope they're going to recover very, very soon. And at Perisic, Conte wanted to make a point that he thinks by tomorrow he could be part of the training session. So there might be an opportunity that we are going to see his recovery fast. And listen, we'll see him hopefully very soon. In that terms was a shame, of shame, wasn't it? That was the massive, shame. Massive shame. Well, well if you, not if Perisic, to not have Basuma there. Two no key Basuma, players. No Perisic, no long late. Like we said, we signed no. like all this stuff. Five players. This is amazing. Yeah. We're brilliant. And what we only saw one of them today. Like uh, Forces got uh, bloody COVID, uh, bless him. And, um, you know, Kulusevsky obviously wasn't yeah. playing anyway. And he's obviously, we've seen him quite a lot, you know, for, since January. But the other four signings, um, uh, the other new, new boy, weren't even around, were they? Do you know what I mean? So massive it's like, one of them, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is massive disappointment. Spence? Right. Where, where's Spence? Where, hang on. Where is he? Where is Jed Spence? Like, I can't find him. I can't see him anywhere. It's gone. I don't know where he is. He's not here. Whoever's not here just yet. Right, let's touch upon, boys, just the nature of the show. We obviously did a show with uh, the Foundation last week, so we didn't have a chance to react to Bergvine leaving Longley signing. Um, Bergvine departing firstly. John, let's get some thoughts on this. Be a quick five on this. Um, completing that move to Ajax for a fee believed to be in the region of £27.8 million. He does become Spurs' second player out of the door this summer following Cameron Carter-Vickers. John, disappointed or accepting of the fact Bergvine wanted to move on and get regular game time? I think for himself, he needed to go and be a first-team player and be a key man somewhere. So I think he was pushing for the move. I don't think he'd done enough for Tottenham to turn around and you know beg for him to stay either. And I think we got very, very good money for him. Uh, I think it was a good deal for all parties. I think it was a fair fee. 
I'm glad that Tottenham stood firm to Ajax, pretending they've got no money all the time, which I'm sick to death of, by the way, while they're valuing their players at 80 million and all this kind of nonsense. Um, they've secured for me a player that will go to Holland and be the best player in the league. I don't think he'll stay there long. I think he'll be like Sebastian Haller, where he's too good for that league. He'll do 18 months there and he'll be picked up by another top five league club. Um, I, I certainly see him coming back, you know, to a Germany or Spain or wherever it may be. Um, and good luck to him. You know, he had some fantastic moments at Tottenham um, and, and we wish him well. But I just feel like it's it's very good money for him. And I, I'm happier with Richarlison in the squad than, than Bergwijn. Mm. Uh, Lee, come over to you. Literally, he did struggle for regular game time under Antonio Conte. And he even felt, well, as we saw last season, found himself below Lucas in the pecking order. Whether rightly or wrongly, I know that could be a completely different debate. Um, but essentially, 80 appearances for Spurs, just the eight goals, 10 assists. Lee, right decision to let him go? What do you reckon overall? We love him. We love him. Look, I mean, look, just in the Premier League, 60 appearances, uh, seven goals, five assists, just in the Premier League itself. The return wasn't great. That's what one goal in in 10 appearances uh, per, per se. Um a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm gutted about him him leaving, whatever. Even Conte himself said, you know, oh, I see him as a replacement for, for Kane. No, you didn't. Like, you had a lot of you had a lot of times to play him in front of Lucas, uh, to, 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 but you didn't. You know, so, so you look at that and I think, you know, previous managers didn't play him before. I mean, I think he scored big goals. I mean, uh, uh, Jay said it earlier about Eric Lamella, like not scoring big goals until... The bone against uh, against Arsenal and then he got sent off. Um, but Bergwijn was different to that. I think he made his debut didn't he, against Man City. Scored an absolute brilliant goal. Yeah, scored against Man United as well. And we won yeah. and scored against United. Yeah. Scored, you know, scored some decent goals. Um, mm. I don't think he recovered from all that flack unfairly. By the way, all that flack that he got when he missed uh, we at the post and then he missed the sitter as well against Liverpool uh, during that period of time. I just think it like I agree with John. It's the best best move for him, best move for the club. Good money. Uh, some people say I'll oh, get the deal done really quickly and whatever. But we held out, we held out, and we ended up getting some really good money for him. So fair play to him. I wish him all the best. Um, but uh, it was probably the right thing to do to to move on. I, what I would say though, I do think in that position, if you talk about it, kind of a, the the left side, the son understudy or whatever, I do think we need another person there. So that, that's why, coming back onto signings, I still think we need to bring two, maybe three in the door. That's mm. your, your centre-back, your left centre-back, your right wing-back and a another. You know, whether yeah. or not it's your your cam, your attacking midfielder yeah. person that you talk about, Rick. But yeah. somebody needs to still come in now. I, th- I think we're still a bit short. Mm. We'll see how that pans out on that moment. Uh, Jace, um, it's funny because he went on to reveal in an interview recently, Bergwijn, that, again, maybe it's tongue-in-cheek, he's called it a step-up. I presume he feels that move to Ajax is a step-up because he'll get regular first-team football rather than dig at Tottenham saying it's a step-up in terms of quality. I mean, yes, obviously he's going to Ajax out of power in the Champions League, likewise Tottenham are as well. Uh, anything you can take from that interview and overall, Jace, your thoughts on the move? No, I, I never worry what they say when they go. You know, he's, he's got to play to the gallery of his new club and things like that, hasn't it? So... You know, are Ajax a more prestigious club than Tottenham? Well, they've won a lot more than Tottenham. So, you know, you, you can throw that two ways. I'm really not fussed about what he says. I don't take it as a bad bad thing or anything. I think, you know, that, that night at Leicester, he's, his place is etched in, in Tottenham folklore, isn't it? Oh, secured as top four. Secured I actually football. think, 
Yeah. I actually think his best game for us was against West Ham in the Carabao Cup last year. Yep. When he played really well. well. In yeah. that game, just be just before Christmas, wasn't it? I think where he scored one and make one that night and was actually was was the best player on the pitch that night. So no good luck to him. He's he's got a really good goal scoring record for Holland. It's it's a World Cup that's being played in November and December. He wants like Gareth Bale and people like that. They want to go and play mm. football in the run up to that. So no yeah. good good luck to him. And as I say, like John said, I, I think he'll he'll have another big move or two in him. You know, further down the line. 18 months, two years. Yeah, and John Comerat, Rani, you closing the show on Longley. He does become Spurs' fifth signing of the summer. Now, under normal circumstances, we probably would have done the show straight afterwards, but again, uh, Juice and Edge of Amity signing Spurs have made so far. I think even we're trying to catch up, which isn't often the last one on Spurs. Um, John, overall thoughts? He obviously wasn't Spurs' maybe first choice in terms of that left centre-back position they were looking to fill, but he does come in on a season-long loan. For, we understand there isn't a purchase option depending on who you read, where you get it from. Thoughts on the overall move, John? I, I like the move as a whole, but I am very disappointed if there isn't a purchase option because at that point, we're then at Barca's mercy, basically. If it does well for us, they say, oh, he's 40 million or whatever. You know, we had to get a purchase option. I'm unsure why we don't have people at the club that are unable to do that. I'm not going to go into a massive rant about the club, don't worry, but I, I, I just, I, I don't know why we weren't able to get that done. I find that frustrating. I hope that there is a purchase option in there because then that mm. gives us complete control of what we decide to do with him at a fixed fee. Um, but yeah. obviously, look, I hope he does turn out to be brilliant and I hope he is an unbelievable player because on paper, his time at Seville, I believe it was, uh, was very, very good by all accounts. He was this yeah. playing left-sided centre-back that can hit a pass and that gives us real options. So I'm interested to see. It could be that we're all kind of underwhelmed by him to begin with. And actually, four or five games of the season, we're saying this geezer's mustard. We've got him doing that on one side. You've got Romero on the other, carrying the ball forward. And then you've got Dyer being solid in the middle. Suddenly, we look very, very good. And then you've got fantastic backups in the likes of Davis, Sanchez, and maybe it's going to be Sanganga or somebody else. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer on, on a loan. I just hope that there is an option in there. I think, John, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe it's the same as the Frankie de Jong element that maybe Barca are owing back wages from taking a cut. And you're seeing how Barcelona are telling Man United you've got to pay his back wages and things like that. So shot, they just man. couldn't agree a they just couldn't agree a fee that would relate to that because of the wage element. And so it's gone through that. That, that may be we know Barcelona is a basket case financially at the moment. How how Barcelona can be telling Frankie Dion he's not getting his 17 million back wages, but signing Rafinha for 58 million is and Lewandowski for 40 million. I mean, yeah, try and get mad. your head around these things. It's no, madness it's, what's going it, on there. Pure insanity, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely insane. Uh, a good point. A really good point. Yeah. Lee, I mean, your thoughts on him? Uh, listen, it sounds like a player Conte really pushed for and really wanted. Obviously, Conte has the belief that he's going to bring his confidence back because, again, a player that, as John mentioned at Seville, really highly thought of. I mean, again, we've seen players go to Barcelona and lose their ways. Coutinho being one of them, again, it doesn't always work out when you're at that club like Barcelona and they change their manager so often to find the rhythm. And again, he has made mistakes, um, but Conte seems to really want him. He's here. Again, the only disappointment, I think, like you said earlier, the disappointment is not on this tour. It's a, it's a real shame that because he would have had an opportunity to work with the squad early, get to the boys. There'll be maybe a little bit of delay now of doing that. But overall, he happy with the signing, even though there isn't a purchase option there potentially? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, my, 
my optimistic side, uh, which is always very high, as you know, um, is probably is saying to me, well, they don't, haven't put an option to buy because we've already sorted out our like absolute outstanding centre back for next year already, like maybe a Guadalajara or a, you know a, a Bastoni or something like that. So my, I'm thinking to myself, well, we won't we won't need him because we've already got one lined up. Um, but no, I, I'm, I, I agree. I agree with John. I, you know, I think he's a little bit underwhelming. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to. I'm not going to write something in the group and then not say it on here. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I, you know, when when he was signing, I was when we were linked with him. I was like, I don't, I don't fancy him at my club, at our club, because he turned us down last year. And and I want people to come to play for the football club that want to play for the football club. And, and I know that he's at Barcelona, and I know. That Barcelona, Barcelona, and you know, is a you know, in any if you played at Barcelona, it's a step backwards to go to Tottenham. Like, don't don't even worry about that, regardless of what basket case there is. So I kind of know that, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking you need to want to play for us. Um, but he's here and he obviously wouldn't have signed if he didn't want to play for us. And Conte's had a word of him. Conte obviously wanted him, um, and that's really important. Um, as well, so let's see. Um, he can definitely yeah. play ball. There's no doubt about that. He can pass the yeah. ball around really well. So let's see what he can do in a in a um, in a Spurs shirt. But you know, we we all know that the the Spanish league is very different mm. to the Premier League. So you know, absolutely. Let's see what he can do, mate. Yeah, agree. Well, listen, uh, Spurs back in action again this coming Saturday against Seville. Uh, again, we'll keep an eye on how the squad performs and, like I say, guys. Big game. Is it another, another big game, another big test to get the players? I think, we'll get... I think, I think the big games, um, you know, it's, it's easy to say it's a tour game and it's a pre-season game, but we've actually only got three friendlies to go before we kick off. It's what I mean. It's not like we've got a huge amount of games to really trial and test players no, out. Exactly. You know, we've usually got six or seven, six or seven yeah. games and, and you've got time to do things. You, you've... Mm. You know, there's only Rangers, Roma and Seville left. That, that's so, why it's even more disappointing that we haven't had Basuma, forced available, Perisic to play because they're not a huge amount of games before before no. that first game of the season. Who are we playing? We've got, we've got Seville, we've got yeah, Rangers, Rangers and Roma. Roma. And that's then we've got yeah. Roma. That's it. And these, are all, and these are all good teams. They're all no, good teams. On that, I'm, I think, I'm sure I think... Tottenham very often uh, invite the likes of Colchester, Southend, whoever, yeah. to come down and put an 11 at the training ground. If mm. Basuma and that um, games, that's exactly yeah. what they'll do. We always right. do that for our pre-season anyway. So there'll be yeah. Yeah. Games that we don't even hear about um, yeah. that will be taking place. Okay. I think, I think, yeah. I think for that Seville game, for the first hour, you'll see, you know, he obviously won't be able to pick what our first team was probably for Leicester. But I think he'll he'll try and pick his his strongest 11 and, and give, them a, give them at least an hour. You know, so I think you will see... You might whether Perisic is fit, but it, it will be a side that resembles something like he'll want to go into with Leicester, albeit with you know Kane will start, Son will start, yeah. probably whether Kulusevski or Mora will. I think he'll have Skip and Hoiberg or Benton Kerr or something in midfield. I think we'll see Davis, Dyer, probably Romero at the back because that's what's available at the moment. Yeah. I think he'll try and go as strong as he possibly can within the squad allowances for that first hour. Yeah, I think we all agree. Probably today's game, the Team Kaylee game, was always going to be about fitness rather than looking at real, you know, what that 11 is going to look like. So, again, exciting by the fact we're going to hopefully see what a new look Spurs is going to look like under Conte in these next few games. We'll be covering them all here on Last Word on Spurs. So, keep tuned as always. Stay close to everything on Tottenham. Uh, we've had the brilliant panel this evening giving us their thoughts. The stalwarts of Last Word on Spurs. 
John, let me be back on, mate. I've had, I know there's been some people asking, when are we going to hear the next youth pod? Have we got an exclusive? When is it coming out? Yeah, it'll be out within the next week. I'm um, just waiting on a few little touches to do to it for the new season ahead. Lots to talk about, including the game I was at last night. And it'll also be on Saturday's game at Lake Orient as well. So, uh, yeah, Nittany White Rose podcast. Check it out and see if you're interested in youth updates, especially with Spurs play this season. Mm. I'm sure there'll be something there for you. Amazing. John, thank you so much as always, mate. Lovely to have you back on last one on Spurs. Jace, you're back with me on Sunday for reviewing Seville. What do you want to see ahead of that, Jace? What would you like to see in terms of players-wise that we haven't seen today? I mean, a lot of them are featured. Would you like to see a change in formation? What What would you like to see? Ahead I'm of looking Sunday? forward to seeing Rory McIlroy tee off. I'm looking forward to seeing Tiger. I always look forward to seeing Tiger before that. Um, you know, hopefully Rory can can bring that claret jug home, mate. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to next. That's before the Seville game. And we'll try and cram that in for the Seville review. Look at Lee, so like he, he's done, he's done. You know what I mean? It's crap. Lee, let's go with you, mate. <laughs> We're losing Lee for Sunday show. Lee, thank you so much as always, mate. What do you want yeah, to see? Mate, I, You're back with us, of course, in the next few weeks, of course. Of course, I'm I'm always about, mate. But I I am uh, driving to Spain on Sunday, which is why you won't have me on your show uh, mm. on this one show on our show. What I, I should say. Can I just ask a quick question, mate? Um. Is Jules Kunde a left foot, left footed centre back? Does anyone know? Is, he, is think... he left footed? Because because there's, there's, I've there's just seen Spurs coming out on social yeah. media now that we've been linked with him. I'm just trying to like, you know, I reckon it's two plus two equals five, basically, because isn't Regulon talking to Seville about going there? We're playing Seville. He's right footed. He's right footed. And Chelsea now don't want to sign Kunde. So, mm. so like again, he's right-footed. So, is is, yeah. it, is it, do you think this is serious that we're thinking about signing this guy? Well, you know, again, this guy was heavily linked with Chelsea. I mean, it would be some kind of coup to get him. But you know, Spurs in the window. They, I think they've surprised us all so far by making five. Who knows? We definitely do need another centre back. A centre back of that class would be isn't he's really highly rated, isn't he? Really well, well it, thought of. Surely, he'd be the one that sits. He'd be a dire replacement almost, wouldn't mm. he? Then all of a sudden, I, I, you've now, you know, I don't think, yeah, but I don't think Jules Conde is coming to sit on the bench. I think Jules Conde is coming to start, but I know what you mean. I know you're coming be from. a guy yeah. replacement, wouldn't he? Replace die, yeah. wouldn't he? And let's, yeah, let's but... be honest, let's be honest. I mean, there, there should be some movement with Reggie on if Sevilla genuinely interested. They they got rid of a left back to Villa so that there's a spot there. And if Tottenham and Sevilla have been in Seoul together for a, for a week, there's been plenty of time for Paratici to nip over to their hotel for a cup of coffee and, and sort things out. Have, uh, have they still got Monchi? I, I forget who their, their famed sporting yeah, director is. Is it Monchi yeah. or something? So there's, mm. there's plenty of opportunity for Daniel yeah. to pop over and, uh, and, and, and have chats and, you know, and they're playing each other. So, you know, if there is any dealings uh, with Tottenham and Sevilla, it, it should be quite easy to sort out. Strategy to put what, down. What candy if they got crush. a right wing back? <laughs> yeah, they might have. Uh, who, who plays right wing back? They they could put down the old Candy Crush, couldn't he? Strategy, Jace, put down Candy Crush. Go do some business. Level eight thousand seven hundred and fifty. That's what he's on, mate. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, guys, it's quite interesting to see how yeah. that, that that develops because he did he did turn us down once before. But somebody mm. said that about the Champions League with Longley, and now we've obviously got Champions League, so maybe he's interested. Yeah. But you, you imagine, like I say, I think Regulon's probably played his last game in the Spurs shirt. If he has, we wish him all the very best. And I say, we'll be keeping posted on that. But listen, from John, 
who looks like he's studying now Jules Conde's stats. Look at the intensity in John's eyes. He's studying the stats. That's a post. The post coming out. Yeah. You yeah. watch. You watch. Lily White Rose, baby. <laughs> we got, so for the brilliant John Wedham, from the wonderful Jason McGovern, from the superb Lee McKean. Guys, thank you so much for all your support. As always, for last one of Spurs. We're back with you on Sunday evening. Have a great end of the week. As always, please keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.